0: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome
2: in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. It's basketball night in Greenville, North Carolina. We'll talk some pirate hoops today and a whole lot more here on the program on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250 930 online, PR927FM.com. And, of course, uh, watch our program on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Be a part of the show. Drop a comment, question, whatever you'd like us to chat about on this Tuesday, and we will get to it because uh, it is a busy time in the sports world, not just with what's happening on the field, but, of course, what's happening with the coaching carousel, transfer portal, and uh, everything in between. So we'll keep you up to date on the latest here On Pirate Radio Live. Coming up on today's program, we will talk Pirate Hoops with Cy Seymour, color analyst on ESPN Plus home games for the Pirates. So he'll be on the call tonight when East Carolina plays Old Dominion, kind of a rare double dip with the Monarchs non-conference. The Pirates met him in Myrtle Beach and knocked him off by 13. They play him tonight in Menji's Coliseum. We'll preview that one with Cy coming up at around 325 at 4 o'clock. Uh, A couple of interviews in the Players Lounge we didn't get to on uh, Monday. Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens came by the Pirate Radio studios. You will hear that conversation with those guys. And uh, Bruce kind of reflecting on his final home game, his final year here at uh, East Carolina and looking forward to a bowl. And Xavier uh, talking about his season as well. So we'll get to that at around 4 o'clock. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will give his thoughts on East Carolina, Old Dominion. Uh, really good night at college hoops. You got the ACC Big Ten Challenge and more going on. And we'll dive into some conference championship games as well in football, which begin on Friday. So, uh, Big Man joins us in the 4 o'clock hour. Steven Igo Hoist the Colors, joins us at 5 o'clock. A lot to talk about with Igo, with the coaching stuff, with players, with John Gilbert. He had an interview with John Gilbert on the Hoist the Colors podcast. We'll talk to John Gilbert on this show coming up Thursday at five o'clock. Uh but Steven Igo was able to talk to him on the Hoist the Colors podcast, and we'll go over some of those uh news and notes that came out of that, including uh Igo's question about, you know, has the school reached out to Vince McMahon? And uh that was a good question because it's always brought up and John Gilbert had the answer. So uh we'll talk about that with Igo make some picks and uh, some other nonsense coming up at five o'clock. Uh, we got Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, producing today's program. Hello. Hello.
3: Hello.
4: <laughs>
2: I wonder if uh how
4: Corey Glore is transitioning into basketball season since the Green Wave are not going
2: bowling. Hopefully Will. well. Well no. He's doing well. Hello. Hello. Uh good to see you fine, folks. Uh I tell you what, we'll start with the coaching carousel. Chandler, do you think mike houston will go to virginia tech no why not
4: because it looks like they might have a guy
2: i don't want to pry but i saw your tweet they got a a guy they got a guy named pry (laughs) i just see the frustration on your face when you said i saw your tweet how much do you roll your eyes when i either a talk or b tweet
4: well i was enjoying it last night i kind of got irritated a little bit but it was great to see positive clip back on twitter yesterday
2: we'll get to that in a moment uh virginia tech has brought in penn state defensive coordinator brent pry he's going to try to pry open some winning ways in blacksburg
3: (laughs) hold on just a moment please
2: i'm sorry hold please what am i supposed to do I don't know who the hell Brent Pry is. I got to say something. Who the hell is that? (laughs) This is a nothing burger. (laughs) This is a nothing burger. Uh, Sorry, that was yesterday's show. Uh, So good news there, Pirate fans. If you were worried about Mike Houston heading to Virginia Tech, there are still uh, several openings out there in the college coaching world. How about uh, the big news yesterday after we got off the air about LSU's next head coach? and we are i'm going to try to get matt trent on the show formerly of wcti 12 he now works in baton rouge uh for a tv station and uh we're gonna try to get him on tomorrow and that is when the press conference will be welcoming in brian kelly crazy now brian kelly's name wasn't out there anywhere uh, as far as what I saw. And why would it be? He's the head coach at Notre Dame. 11-1. They and one, They're looking... They have an outside shot at making
4: the college football playoff. They're looking out from the outside into the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, what if this team actually finds a way <laughs> into the playoff and they're Brian they're Brian Kellyless. Yeah. Like, there's no Brian Kelly on the sideline.
2: Uh, it, that's just... That is weird. Uh, looking forward to... Uh, I don't know, Maybe he probably won't say much of anything at his press conference other than the normal rah-rah stuff, but why leave Notre Dame for LSU? I I, I don't know the, the money situation there, I can't imagine that. And, and Troy said yesterday LSU uh, probably could pony up more than Notre Dame, but man, that is... 95
4: million, I think I saw. What he is, is the correct?
2: winningest coach in program history there at Notre Dame and uh, will take over in Baton Rouge as uh, Ed Orgeron out there. So uh, that was a shocker. The Lincoln-Riley deal, that that was a shocker too because he had been connected to LSU and not necessarily to USC. <laughs> so uh, a couple of surprises here. And, and it just opens up. Now Notre Dame has a spot to fill. Now, Shirley, I don't know what you were looking at. It could have been a random Joe. It could have been a a viable source but what name did you see attached to notre dame earlier oh, oh you I forgot remember. it i remember it it can't be right though i saw urban meyer okay that makes a little more sense which urban um, meyer Shirley, you told me earlier today you saw adam gase's name no no no, no
3: no 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 that um sources say that he was oh. willing to listen
2: <laughs> okay well that's funny too
3: and I was like, there's no way Notre Dame is would even sniff in his direction. No. Oh, so he did a, so, uh, hey, he look, did a, I'm yeah, here. I, I'm willing to listen to what you have to say. No, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Go back into the little hole you dug yourself into and stay there.
2: I think he should go back to Miami. No.
5: No. <laughs> so, I got a,
2: I, I got a buddy who is a
4: big Notre Dame fan, and he was wanting their defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, to become the next head coach. So, well, to the promote, problem is promote from within. But it, I, I'm seeing Freeman that. Freeman might go with Kelly. And also Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, former quarterback. Tommy Reese.
2: Dame. I remember him. Uh,
4: Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, well, at Notre Dame at right now. But uh, he could be heading to Baton Rouge with uh, Brian Kelly, as, uh, along with Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator. And Marcus Bless Freeman – was the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bearcats, uh, I believe a year or two ago. Um,
2: Look at you. He
4: also won. uh, My buddy, um, Notre Dame fan, wants. He said he wouldn't mind Luke Fickle. But now, how weird would that that be? You know, back-to-back coaches coming from Cincinnati.
2: Ah, good point. Uh, Fickle is a Midwest guy. The, The thought is, like, his dream job would be Ohio State, which is not opening up anytime soon unless Ryan Day. Besides to go elsewhere. Maybe Day goes to Notre Dame, and then Fickle goes to Ohio State. There's some dominoes for you. Um, this is fun. Are we – and we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but I wonder how many of, of these schools have reached out or looked into Fickle. Is Fickle too focused on – what's happening now, now and maybe that's why he's sticking but but we've seen coaches. <laughs> the complete opposite of Brian Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, I just I haven't heard his name mentioned a lot with these jobs then again I would never thought Brian Kelly to LSU and I didn't think Lincoln Riley to USC so we could wake up tomorrow and see Fickle to Notre Dame is a done deal you just you never know.
3: Well it, it wouldn't surprise me if it did just simply because look at the, the run of success he's had at Cincinnati if he takes the job at uh, Notre Dame, it, it, the the ceiling is a lot higher in terms of making it to the college football playoffs. Look how hard it's been for Cincinnati to even be included into the college football playoffs.
2: Two perfect regular seasons, and there's still, I mean, what more can still you not do? a guarantee in this year, although it looks like... Uh, if you had to bet you would take cincinnati making it at this point right but jonathan, what i'm saying is uh, jonathan uh, you know what i should appreciate this this is i was he says is fickle too fickle to consider the notre dame job oh wow.
3: hold please
2: yeah i mean if wow. i'm gonna say bad dumb jokes the people should be able to as well good job jonathan okay carry on charlie
3: oh uh, no i was just gonna say i mean what more can you do at cincinnati i mean it, you know what reason would you have to stay unless you thoroughly enjoy Well, where they're going to the Big 12. Well, it's yeah. The Big 12! Yeah, they're going to the Big 12, but that doesn't guarantee that they're going to be able to get into the college football playoffs again.
2: There are no guarantees in life, Shirley. You're absolutely right. Here's uh, here's one for you, Chandler. Jonathan says Matt Rule could be I a best. I saw that comment from day.
4: Jonathan, and I say, take him! Take them.
2: Well, see, you're you're looking at it from uh, from the Matt Rule stinks with the Panthers right now, but you also said no. yesterday
4: he's a great college football coach
2: that he would be. It would make sense for him to go to Oklahoma or to go in this case to Notre Dame, yeah, and do what he did at Temple, do what he did at Baylor, and do what he does best, and that appears to be coaching college football.
4: Yeah, and what he's been known for is rebuilding programs and. He wouldn't have to do that at Notre Dame. He wouldn't have to do that at, at Oklahoma. Right. Um, so, I wonder how weird that would be to kind of be handed a successful football program like Oklahoma or Notre Dame. I think he'd be – I could see him more as the Oklahoma head, co- head coach than Notre <coughs> Dame. Um, but, you know, finish out the years in the Big 12 and move to the SEC. Um with Oklahoma, I don't know. We'll see. This coaching carousel, I think, is just getting started. I think it's when it comes to inter, you know, interesting moves and stuff like. Well, that. as
2: long as uh, big jobs are out there, then yeah. And Notre Dame is one of the top. Although, what did we say yesterday? One man's trash is another man's treasure. Every. Job could be looked at as a stepping stone, and Notre Dame in this case is a stepping stone to get to LSU. Yeah. How nuts is that?
4: It is crazy. To go from 11 and 1 as a head football coach to go to a program that just finished 6 and 6 is, uh, it just makes me scratch my head. I mean, yeah, the money's right, I guess. And I mean, but Notre Dame has to be sure they have enough to match that.
2: I would think so, but I guess, look, maybe it's like. This is like college this is like our, our video game college football game more than we think we we, uh, we play the dynasty mode we win a championship we got a top recruiting class but you know what we're kind of bored we want something new
4: is it good that Matt roll is trending on Twitter
2: I think that's good for you that can only mean good Look, things I wish for you. him
4: success and it would be bad for me to wish him to be the carolina panther head coach going forward because that means i would want him to fail because he's going to fail as an NFL player. right so i want him to succeed he needs to go back to college you know and and, and succeed there <laughs> all right uh i'm just
2: saying i know i know i know what it's like to not want your pro football coach i've had several of those in my lifetime but i wish him well and I want him to succeed. Okay, we got it. You want Matt Roll to succeed. And to do that, he needs to leave to the leave. Panthers. To get the hell out of here. And succeed. And succeed. It's like a tough love mess. You know, like right. it's time you go out there Joe Dooley has had to do it for a few
4: athletes of who? his. Joe Dooley.
2: Joe Dooley? Yeah. Joe Dooley? He, he
4: said, Hey look, kid, <clears throat> look, if you stay here, you're not going to get playing time. Go somewhere and I'll give you a good recommendation to go somewhere and be a star, to be a starter and succeed
2: give me an example get
4: the hell out of here and succeed
2: (laughs) all right uh coaching carousel rolls on we'll probably have more news for you before we leave this program at six o'clock on this tuesday because uh, again this thing moves very quickly um so i think that's it for that redbeard says the first time a coach has left notre dame for another college So, I guess what? They've either been uh, fired, uh, maybe gone to the pros.
3: I think they said it was 1907 was the last time a coach had left for another college. And he he went to Wisconsin, because I was actually looking that up.
2: So, what did Holtz do? What was his uh, timeline? I don't know. Lou Holtz, Uh, Notre Dame, 96. And then I I guess he just, what, retired and then went to South Carolina? After Notre Dame?
3: Uh, I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah. He did the whole uh, boxer thing. He retired and then came out of retirement to go to South Carolina, where he did not do very well. All right, there is your coaching carousel update. Uh, Where does Mike Houston fall into this? Well, he did say on his radio show last night, and uh, Igo had talked about this with John Gilbert, that he is working to – get an extension and uh, a new contract to keep him here in Greenville. And I think that is a good thing. Maybe we should bring Ellerby in to talk about contracts and extensions. He has a lot to say about that. Uh, but now would be a uh, pretty rough time to lose Mike Houston with what he's built over the last three seasons. And you finally start to, to see the winning ways this year. <laughs> and it would be tough to lose him. But you got him back next year and – This stable of players, and I heard him say last night, just how young this roster and this team is. uh, It certainly does feel like they're building towards something. And look, we talked about it yesterday. East Carolina should be ranked if Cincinnati and Houston are in the league. East Carolina should be with Dylan Gabriel, even like preseason third next year if everybody returns. Right?
4: Absolutely. I mean, Why, why not?
2: Maybe you put UCF ahead of them just because of history, but. I don't think you put SMU ahead of them. I don't think you put Central Florida ahead of them. I think East Carolina is going to be third going into the season next year in the American, and then if they have another good year and Houston and Cincinnati bolt, like East Carolina could be set up to be the best team on paper in the American. That is a pretty pretty big rise in, uh, in Mike Houston's tenure for what he's been able to do, so we certainly want to keep him around here. And keep the winning going. All right. Um, let's see what Facebook Live's talking about.
4: What do you talk about, Facebook Live?
2: Pirate Radio says... I used that joke last week on PRL.
4: Who's Pirate Radio 1250 and 930?
2: If someone's taking credit for a bad joke...
4: It's not me.
3: I'm going
2: to assume that's Troy D. Speaking for uh, Pirate Radio.
4: <laughs> okay, hold, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: I said that first.
2: Troy. <laughs> Troy is a big. I said that first guy. Could you please post as your name and not speak for the entire radio
4: station? Can you be quiet, please. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Malcolm. Sometimes you gotta let them know. Um, Robert at a left field saying. And just like that, Cam looks down at the bench heard that yesterday. and says, I'm back. Heard that we yesterday. already said that yesterday, hey, too. We Troy's already gonna, said that joke. Troy's going
4: to comment on here and say, I said that yesterday, because he did. He's Troy's the one that said that to <laughs> me. So Troy's, Troy's about to say, I said that first again. Hey, look,
2: I'm going to put this out there. If East Carolina beats Memphis and Navy, they're going to beat Cincinnati. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first i already said that last week all right anyway i don't
4: like cocky clip
2: <laughs> hey we got a new uh oh my god <laughs> when i start ranting and raving now uh chandler you don't even have to speak we'll do hey, i don't
4: like cocky clip
2: <laughs> <laughs> well get used to it pal cocky clip because i'm here to stay because all my teams win except the, hornets. They, the hornets
4: they lost last night two in a row two in a row two in a row saturday to the worst team in the nba
2: uh, Jonathan says he did not mean to steal Troy's thunder. You know what? Hey, look.
4: Hey, look the it thunder happens, rolls. Bro. Thunder, just, thunder is st- stole.
2: Just assume that if you use a joke or a phrase or any sentence that Troy has said it before it you. It
4: potentially was said first by Troy D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: There's a good chance that Troy said it first. If not, he thought about it in his head. <laughs> so and all yeah, that
3: Yeah, that's right he's he's all about <laughs> thoughts and feelings this year
2: <laughs> he needs to get those patented so when people use those jokes and phrases sue him he could sue them. Yeah. take him to the bank baby all right it is championship week chandler what game are you looking forward to the most you got
4: well i'll tell you one thing
2: tell me I, three things okay <laughs> one
4: I, I i pittsburgh wake forest First of all, because, isn't no, and I'm not saying that's my favorite Get your thoughts cha- straight. championship week. I just think it's great to not see Clemson in the ACC championship for the first time in, what, five, six years? Yeah. Um, really excited to see what Wake Forest can do against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's really good. Their, their quarterback, Pickett, uh, is a really good quarterback. I did take Syracuse plus 12.5 over the weekend, thinking that they could do something at home. Pittsburgh is just too good, and uh, – their their defense is really good as well, but uh, Wake Forest uh, is a very exciting. They they plummeted BC over the weekend, and State fans with that wild wild win on Friday night against the Tar Heels. Wild wild win. They needed BC to beat Wake Forest. I really didn't think that was going to happen, and it surely did not happen. Uh, Wake Forest throttled BC. So I'm really excited about the ACC championship. We have Baylor, and in the Big Twelve championship, we have Baylor and Michigan. Who do we have? <laughs> who do we have in the big 12 well first of all Oops.
2: michigan or michigan state not uh they did not get the big 12 invite they're still in the big 10 oklahoma state big
4: tw- Big 10
2: uh, big 12 Chandler. big 12 Chandler.
4: now let me get my thoughts together
2: all right let's do a on-air timeout we're not going to take a break but just a quick break from the show all right so I, I, baylor
4: oklahoma state <laughs> Big win for Oklahoma State over Oklahoma over the weekend. I talked about it yesterday about how great of a college football Saturday it was. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma was one of those football games. Um, Excited about that one.
2: Okay, all right. Can I just interject for a moment? Is it weird that Pittsburgh has a quarterback named Pickett, which is not a great name for a quarterback? And they also had the kicker named Blewett. Yeah very unfortunate how crazy is that do they have a receiver named you know michael Dropit, <laughs> or a oh please a middle linebacker named harold Mistem.
4: have you been thinking about this ever since i mentioned pittsburgh
2: yes i've had my hand raised the whole time and then you started going on about how michigan was in the big 12 and, and the, the big 12 and i had this great point to make about Blewett and Pickett, which troy d's probably already he's said he's already said that he already said it and now I'm too late because you, you just kept going on and no, on no but that's that's a good point they did have a kicker well I'm either. a good pointer
4: you point things out really well
2: I'm a good pointer <laughs> yes Chandler you, uh, you
4: point things out like no one I've ever seen
2: I kind of I like that you went a little tad off the uh, the path here that uh-huh. we had set up and instead of jumping to Georgia Alabama ah. you went to those games nah Um, what are the rankings going to look like tonight Michigan's in. Uh, with Cincinnati and well, Alabama won, so they're still in. But it matters I like I think
4: Alabama should still be out.
2: <laughs> Why?
4: Barely beating a six and five Auburn. Yeah, game? they won
2: on the road in a rivalry game. Come on.
4: Which by the way,
3: speaking of Alabama and Auburn, eight years ago in today of- was the kick six what a moment how many years eight years ago wow
2: we are getting old
4: wow yep
2: how about that so georgia ohio state alabama cincinnati that was the four last week ohio state drops does cincinnati go all the way to two it doesn't matter if you're two or three so i'm gonna say georgia one cincinnati two alabama three michigan four and then Oklahoma State 5. Oklahoma State ahead of Notre
4: Dame?
2: Yeah. Okay. Georgia beats Alabama. So, there will be Georgia 1, Cincinnati slash Michigan 2-3. That would be the matchup. And then Oklahoma State. All right. How about this, Chandler? Georgia beats Alabama. Mm-hmm. Baylor beats Oklahoma State. Okay. Michigan beats Iowa. That's fine. So Georgia one, Cincinnati two, Michigan three, Notre Dame four, Brian Kelly, LSU. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a real oh, oh what, well, what well, but they got Baylor at eight last week? Yeah. Wow, they really like 9-2 and two Baylor, which I guess is 10-2 and two now. Ole Miss is 9-2. and two. So would Baylor be able to jump Notre Dame, who is idle? Like, they're done. They're in the clubhouse. I want Notre Dame to get in now. Just to, They're just going to lose like they do every year. Just so Brian Kelly can't coach and just how awkward that is. Yeah. That they're weird. in there and he's down in Baton Rouge. Playing
4: Rufe. a college football playoff game with an interim head coach. <laughs>
2: what are that's we doing? That's crazy. What are we doing? Now, for that to happen, you would need... Did he have to take the job
4: right away? Could he have not said, hey, the job is mine, but can I coach well, you
2: know, maybe they said, well, yeah, you need to go and get in there, win those recruiting battles with the early signing period now. I mean, he's,
4: yeah, he's competing with the lot down there.
2: Yeah. All right. So, anyway. It, I
4: mean, things can unfold very strangely in, the, in the, this next week, depending on how these championship games go. So
2: yeah all right we'll see let's move on uh we have to because look it's the last day of november i mean the playoffs are basically starting we got to talk about the nfl playoff picture i wonder Uh, why because we're getting down to crunch time and the teams that are in it now will probably be the teams that are in it once the playoffs begin so we have to talk about it right now in the afc baltimore would get the bye it would be the patriots taking on the chargers that's a good game touchdown titans versus the bills love it and the chiefs and Bengals. all right i'm down with that in the nfc the cardinals would have a bye you would have the buccaneers taking on the niners the cowboys and the rams and the green bay packers hosting the washington football team i don't like cocky clip well get used to it because the washington football team has won three in a row, riding high, extremely boring game last night. And you know what? I guess this is what you and Tony, everybody told me. This is Ron Rivera football. Pound it, play defense, do weird stuff, lose a kicker, have to go for it on fourth downs, and get out of there with a win against Seattle to win three straight. If, if, if they could somehow beat the a next week it would set up a really really fun one at home against Dallas the following week.
4: They're back.
2: I just want not back. I just want to beat the Raiders and get four in a row just They're to have the setup and the crowd and talking like Chris Farley now yeah. doing this thing.
3: Living by in a van down by, by the river. river.
2: But to have uh, Dallas at home in a game that matters in December, dude. that Meaningful be.
4: football in December. We've seen it in November with ECU football, and now you get to watch the football team with meaningful football, and he is cocky
1: clip. Hey, I
4: don't like cocky clip.
2: I think you do. I think I'm going to change your mind on that.
4: Hey, and guess what? What? We
2: might Chicken p- butt.
4: We might potentially have a watch-along coming up.
2: Back in Lambeau. Uh, with the Packers. Oh, dear. My least favorite down, Tony. Oh, least is favorite this from the watch-along? A, a star was least born. Worst favorite. Ah! Heineke, the hero! The hero! Go he, did Go him! Go he got in! Go he got in!
5: He got in! He's the hero! Go he got in! He got in! He got in!
2: That is, was either somebody being murdered or Taylor Heineke running in a touchdown and the wild sorry super wild card weekend against the buccaneers uh which will have another super wild card weekend although i think this year aren't they doing like a monday night playoff game i don't know because i was i I, I, you're not uh following the playoffs picture chandler why would i (laughs) why would i (laughs) why wouldn't you (laughs) i was last week espn (laughs) hey it's week to week like next week i might not be following the playoff picture espn to broadcast uh super wild card weekend's monday night game for the next five years so yeah
4: well i'll tell you what
2: i'll tell you what
4: i'm gonna guarantee something right now the panthers will
2: not lose this week well that ain't edge
4: they will not (laughs)
2: lose all right good for you the nobody cares about the panthers it's all about the team buddy
4: Cocky clip. The
2: team changed. Hey, I don't like cocky clip. Superman is dead. We killed him.
4: Superman's
2: dead.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Superman. It's got that song stuck in my head, man.
2: Uh, the Pirates are five and a half point favorites tonight at home against Old Dominion. We'll talk about it with Cy Seymour when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Victory Tuesday. <laughs> Something else we got to do, Shirley. Oh, yes. We got to start talking treasure chest.
3: Why, yes. And once again, our treasure chest is filled
2: with goodies. Would you say to the brim?
3: To the absolute brim with awesome prizes.
2: Thank you for that extremely <laughs> long sentence.
3: I was trying to, I was trying to make a joke, and then, then it, 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 like as soon as I was getting ready to say it, I was like, mm, may not be appropriate. Skip that. Go to the next one.
2: Nice self-edit. Mm. If you look at your calendars, everybody, pull out your calendars. I'll give you a moment.
3: Discuss amongst yourselves. All Welcome right, you guys your,
2: your calendar open. I want you to. Flip the page because tomorrow is December 1st. Circle that date. Can you believe it? Can you believe that it's already December?
4: Can
3: you imagine?
2: You know what? I just kind of broke it down in my head, and I can believe that tomorrow is December 1st. 30,
3: 30 days beginning tomorrow. Good for you. Till the end. Of, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the end of the year
2: we will open up the treasure chest beginning wednesday december 1st and today we'll run over some of the prizes that you can win in this year's treasure chest so that's exciting also size seymour's coming up next that's exciting that's
3: very exciting
2: we have an exciting program left for you here on pirate radio live we got more after this
0: are listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at ENC.com. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income do you have what it takes visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock
2: all righty steve hills calling his treasure chest shot this year others ready to go as we'll open it up for the first time coming up on wednesday we'll begin 40 bowls in 14 days on monday We'll break oh down, you make that uh, decision, okay. Yeah, we're gonna break down all the bowl games. Now that the pirates are back in it, it's even more exciting. So Yeah, it's even more fun. I'm ready to talk bowl season and uh Jeff Nadeau coming up in hour two, also very excited for bowl season. So we'll break it all down with him, Wager McGee, and others, and uh we'll uh we'll really dive into bowl season this year on Pirate Radio Live. I'm looking forward
3: to it. I also would like to know what the Military bowl swag is going to be this year. Yeah. We're we're still waiting for that information to come out. I Um, think a
4: bazooka.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a few grenades. Like a ruck. Like a ruck pack.
3: I will say this, though. Today, speaking of the military, um, you know, of course, there's the annual Army-Navy game. And Navy revealed the uniforms that they're going to wear. And they are freaking sweet.
2: Let me check out those.
3: They did like a video... Yeah, still in the water. Firepower in the sky is uh what they were going to go with, but it, they're uh, it, oh yeah, oh. they are sweet looking.
2: The star on the helmet looks pretty. Oh, uh, awesome. and some
3: of the helmets are. It looks like they have uh, fighter jets airbrushed onto the helmets. It, it if you if you haven't seen it yet uh go to navy football's twitter account they uh they have like a little two minute video that they did and it it is sweet
2: they got a player running on a runway yeah. hanging out on a uh aircraft carrier
3: yeah it is it is just
2: cool. and i say a player he's also a member of the navy academy a Naval yeah, academy, yeah
3: so. but uh i'm looking forward to that game too you know even though navy well, hasn't you know what,
2: next weekend
3: yeah i believe so yeah
2: yeah so all right uh i'm looking forward to section 213 rocking tonight it's going to be a madhouse chandler as we'll be in Minji's coliseum watching the pirates take on old dominion for the second time this year Cy seymour will be there courtside on the call with espn plus and he joins us now on the fixed nc live line Cy, how you doing today man
6: Good, clip. How are you? Everything going
2: well? Uh, everything's going well, and I know you're busy this time of year. I know you're wrapped up in basketball, so I do want to inform you, just in case you, you weren't aware, uh, the Dallas Cowboys lost uh, last week, and also the Washington football team won, and if the playoffs started today, side our Washington football team would be in those playoffs. So I don't know how much you're keeping up with it. I just, I just want to inform you on that.
6: Well, I would think you know when you when Detroit and Dallas play on Thanksgiving Day they usually lose. They're very but very similar pro Detroit.
2: I like that you're putting Dallas in the category with the lowly lines. I like that side. <laughs> uh, but man, I got to tell you, and this is this can be said for ECU football for. For anything, but, man, I, 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 I've given up on Washington, you know, hundreds of times in my, my football-watching life, and I gave up on them this year, Side, but, man, they've reeled off three in a row. And Ron Rivera, when he was at Carolina, every time he his seat would get a little warm, he'd start reeling off wins, and it looks like that's what he's doing in Washington right now.
6: You know, and he's doing it really with, with a, a quarterback that has just done above what he should do. I mean, give credit to, to really, the football team. They've done a nice job – And it's just solid. I still think Dallas has the best team in the division. Oh, yeah. My goodness, it's crazy where Washington is right now. It's a credit to that coaching staff and getting the most out of what he has and and so it's kind of neat that they're doing that well, really.
2: Yeah. Played some bully ball last night. Got the win over Seattle <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Silas Talk Pirate Hoops. And East Carolina coming off the win over Coppin State. And it took uh, all 40 minutes to do it. Tristan Newton at the buzzer uh, to get East Carolina that win on Saturday. And let's talk about that play side. Tristan Newton, it appears to be – his team right now uh, for East Carolina. But what did you think about that last possession? Did, would you rather see uh, something drawn up, more ball movement, or would, do you want to see the guy who who says, this is my team, this is my game, I'm going to take over? Do you want to see the ball in his hands and, and him take that last shot? What did you think about Newton's game winner the other day?
6: You know, this is all never has changed with my philosophy. A lot of people will go in and say to you, those coaches at the end win games. No, they don't. I got news. Joe so Montana wins games. Michael Jordan wins games. Great players win great games at the end. We get them there. Coaches like Dean Smith, he's a great coach, but he had Michael Jordan. San Francisco, they had Montana. Guess who, the, guess who Brady, the Patriots had. They had Brady. Now, don't get me wrong. Those guys are good coaches, but great players at the end have to make great plays. Tristan Newton is who you want to have the ball for ECU at the end of a game. It was a physical game. The officials both sides let him play. He fought through it, got through traffic, and made that shot. I can't think of a better player to have it in his hands. In fact, if if it's if I'm playing against them, if I'm playing against ECU, I'm saying as soon as Newton gets it, you double him and make him throw it to someone else. You double him. And make it go to somewhere else, and then deny it back to him. That—that's that, how much I think about Tristan. When the heat's on, he's tough. And and we thank goodness we have a guy that when the game is on the line, he wants he wants that basketball. So I think it was I think it was right. I think he knew he could take it, and he did what he had to do. So give give him credit. But I think that's how it works at the end of ball games. Great players take over. That's just the way it is. And. Uh, so give him credit. And, you
2: know, he's not going to make every one of them sigh, but I've heard you and Jeff say this, and, and it's apparent when you watch Tristan Newton play, he just seems cool as a cucumber. He almost seems like he doesn't care. I know he does, but he's so kind of laid back on the court, I just don't know if there's ever a moment too big for him where he's going to, you know, worry about it.
6: No, he doesn't. And and the thing is, he's tall enough and long enough and physical enough that he can take the banging and get it up over him. Yeah. Somehow he does it, And so... Have a guy. If you're Joe Dooley, that says, "I'll take it. I'll take it from right here, or I'll pull up, but I'll take it." And and uh, Joe didn't take. You know, you just go with it, and it was smart. But, hey, give credit to Coppin State. I, I try to tell people they had a hard team to guard. They got quick guards that can finish. They've got they had a, a six seven wing that could play, and they're hard to match up with. And what they did, I, I'll tell you this. Juan Dixon was in the gym at 5 o'clock. I walk in. He's in there shooting by himself. He's in the gym. <laughs> yeah. So I go over to him, and I said, Coach, I watched two of your game films. And plus, I used to work Lefty's camp up at Maryland. It's a great place to work. Congratulations on what you did at Maryland. And I, I'll have to tell you, I thought your team got taken at the two games that I've seen. They lost to, uh, they lost to DePaul, and it looks like a 16-point game. It's a one-point game at the half. And he they had three technical fouls on his bench in the second half. Mm. And they lost by fifteen or sixteen. He got taken. I'm just I saw the whole game. Mm. And then uh he, another game he won he lost by one. I mean he he's played well. And he and you know what he told me? He looked at me straight in the face. He said, It's really hard on the buddy. He said, but well, we're gonna take it to you guys today and see how it falls out too. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. Yeah. And and that's what they did. So give them credit. And yet even at the end, five years when you look at it, they're still 1-8, and eight, and we won. ECU won. So yeah, It's a very difficult thing to play. on. And listen, it wasn't bad, badly called either way. They just let them play rough both teams, and ECU came out on top.
2: Cy Seymour joining us today on the Fixed NC Live line. Tristan Newton, the game winner, played 39 minutes. I've always been a Brandon Suggs guy, Cy. 25 points for Brandon. He's a, a stat sheet stuffer. The rebound assist number's kinda down. He had three rebounds, two assists. He did have three blocks, but he was scoring on Saturday and uh man if you can get that from Brandon Suggs, East Carolina's gonna win a lot of games.
6: Well, it's a good game for Brandon because he's that size. He can go in and finish against their smaller guys. It's it's a hard game for our for ECU's bigs mm-hmm. and Debo because there's nobody that, that you look up there Gordon six six guy. It's hard. They you, So what did Joe do? He went small, matched up with him, and and he won the basketball game. But it's really difficult. You're right, but Brandon Suggs had a great game, had a tremendous game, and that's what you have to have out out of Brandon. Uh, Big time for the guy that's been there three years, stepping up the way he needs to.
2: Yes, I was uh, unavailable to get to Mingy's, and I followed the end of the game. But looking at the box score, eight minutes for DeBose, seven minutes for Frank. Uh, Brandon Johnson started and uh, had 19 rebounds to go with six points. So uh, Joe Dooley went matchups, I guess, on Saturday against Coppin State. Just because we saw these numbers this game doesn't mean that we're going to see these numbers every game as far as minutes go, right? This was more of a matchup deal.
6: Gotcha. And, and listen. Be thankful that ECU has that ability. <laughs> yeah. You know, they can go smaller or they can go big. And and they came through. So so that's what Coach Drew is doing is he's matching up, trying to figure out what will work, and it can look bad, but he's right in the thick of it. Tonight is going to be a different kind of game. This is a very good team coming in. They don't their record doesn't show it, but I can tell you and we'll go go over them in a minute. That's a good basketball team that old me always has been. The other thing that I like is Felton. Felton, again, stepped up too uh the young freshman from south carolina hey he was skying. i'm just (laughs) he he had a great game
2: well i think i told you Sai, i was looking forward to seeing him in the layup line and i went the last home game i went to he's doing between the legs dunks before the game yeah (laughs) i'm ready to see him on a breakaway during a game
6: oh my gosh it'll be dangerous (laughs) he had two rebounds that he got above anyone in the gym i mean it was crazy <laughs> and he he's going to be he's going to be an exciting player at east carolina
2: uh, Pirates hit the three last time they played uh, against Old Dominion. They were 8-16, so 50%. You'll take that. Uh, J.J. Miles had three of them. Felton actually hit two threes in the win over Old Dominion earlier this year. The Pirates uh, were able to get a lead and uh, hold a lead in that game. Pirates were up double digits at the half side. Old Dominion made a run. But I don't think they ever got within five points. And, and basketball is a game of runs. And you kind of expected Old Dominion to come back and tie, it, maybe get a lead. But credit to the Pirates. That night uh, in Myrtle Beach, they were able to to hold off Old Dominion and really control the game wire to wire.
6: Yeah, they really did. And and, and make no bones about it, the players. When you look at that, that team, uh, I, I'm just telling you, this is not a fluke ball club. They are they are very talented. They can they can do a lot of things. The problem is Jeff Jones is out. He's sick, and I and I don't know if he'll be there tonight. But to give you an example, Charles Smith. Is six five. He's a swing. They got the a horsepower recruit that was at SMU. He was the player of the year in Atlanta. He it was one of a top fifty recruit, and he was rated the 31, 31st best wingman in the country when he was recruited. And and he transferred in the portal to Old Dominion. He'll be number fifteen tonight, Charles Smith. That's the kind of kid. Now don't don't let me stop there. Their leading scorer. You got to understand, C.J. Kaiser, Wichita State one of the top 20 shooting guards by ESPN when he was recruited. He's 6-3 and he can play. Their big man inside is Zipkey. Yeah, he heard the it's pirates. His... Yeah. Oh, and listen, he is 6- he had he had 22 against Charlotte last year. He is the seventh-ranked player when he was recruited out of high school in the state of Georgia. That kid is a monster. Yeah, he's a player. And then I like Hunter and I like Long you know uh so this team coming in is a good team. You better bring your a game to beat the monarchs and i I was trying to think clip, if we beat them again, I don't know if I can ever recall uh, ever, ever recall beating old Dominion twice in one season
0: even yeah. when and you used
6: season.
2: to have two cracks at them every year <laughs> right,
6: That's right. I, yeah. I don't I don't call it i I really don't remember, and I'm gonna get chip to look at it and see, but I don't recall ever. In calling games in these last 23 years, and we were in the CAA, I don't ever recall. We were lucky to split with them. That's how good they were. Si, uh, I
2: was joking with Jeff, and you brought up your, your chat with Juan Dixon. And if Jeff Jones is out tonight, Brian Stith, uh, I guess, will be filling in as coach. And, of course, we've seen Justin Gray on the sidelines, Penny Hardaway coming up later. Uh, we could put together quite an all-star team. With guy- Brian Stith was awesome uh, back in his Virginia days, I remember. I guess it means I'm just getting old now that I know all these names and coaches. But we got some got uh, some great players who are on the sidelines coaching these teams. No
6: doubt about it. I'm telling you. Brian Stiff was one of the great players. Yeah. Both his daughters run track at East Carolina.
2: Yeah, and ben Brandon was here for, uh, what, a year or two, side before transferring
6: out. Before transferred out? Yeah, I think he's here with Jeff. Uh, I think yeah. Jeff Lee, I think. But anyway, yeah, but Brian Stiff was one of the great all time players in the Atlantic Coast Conference and uh, just a, a remarkable talent in a league that is very very it is deep and tremendous so yeah and so he'll probably if, if jeff jones is not able to coach he will be here tonight and he'll be the head coach
2: so si Seymour joining us he'll be on the color analysis tonight on espn plus so you can watch and listen to si. si how's that uh going for you so far how do you like your new duties any any different uh other than not being with jeff of course
6: well you know i always love jeff i mean but but the thing is it is a good thing to do. I'm on that court, and I love basketball, and I love ECU basketball, <laughs> and I'm trying to promote, and that's what I do, and uh, we'll continue to do that. And uh, like working with Patrick, he's a, he's a, he's a lot of fun. He loves ECU, and he loves basketball, so it's a, it's a great opportunity, and we get to see some faces or get to get in front of people. Just another avenue for people to watch a ball game of ECU. Yes, sir. So, so anytime. Whether, whatever, whatever it'll be. Do I miss Jeff? Sure I do. And Mike's doing a great job over there, tickled to death. Uh, he's working with the best in Jeff Charles. And, and But I enjoy what I'm doing. It, wor- it works better for me uh, to be able to do that.
2: Pirates have an interesting stretch here as they wrap up the non-conference season. Old Dominion at home, Gardner-Webb at home, North Carolina A&T at home. And then they'll go out to Charlotte, a great day of basketball, and uh, that's uh, an early tip-off time, a one thirty tip-off time on December seventeenth against Liberty, and they'll play their finale in the uh, non-conference schedule against Southern Miss, which I like that game side. I like, I wish we could see them back on the football field again, but I like that uh, East U Southern Miss basketball game. But uh, I like the the uh, the wrap up here to this non-conference schedule. You got some uh, some good opponents. Yeah,
6: you're right. I mean, you know, Southern Miss is Southern Miss. We know what Liberty's been doing with their basketball program. These are difficult contests. And, and of course, we know that Gardner-Webb will come in and we'll coach. I mean, their coach is a guy that we know that used to coach with us. So yep. That's another good game. And A&T is good. I, I scouted them last night against Bramble They won. They look good. They've got athletes. I mean, it, it, nothing's easy. It, it, and you, you know this now. In college basketball, It is so, there's so much parody. You don't know. Week in, week out. Whoever's hot has got a chance to win. I mean, Navy beating Virginia, you know, it used to be unheard of. It's crazy. So, you you don't know uh, from week in, week out, who can win that basketball game because the talent is all over the place.
2: There is a, uh, and I believe it is John Rothstein who always tweets it out when there's a a buy game when a team brings in a smaller team to their gym and loses, and I saw one the other day. Si, the uh, the Academy of Art. Uh, knocked off UC Davis, uh, the Academy of Art in uh, San Francisco, California. And uh, they knocked off UC Davis. and, And I just see these tweets every night of these schools I've never heard of beating D1 teams. So it can happen. Hell, we've seen it in Minji's happen to our Pirates from time to time. So that's why you can't take any
6: one of them for granted. Just think at the Academy of Art that added drama and mixed with national nice- I mean, it is really something that- that's what I'm saying.
2: Just cannot tell. Yeah, and, and and you mentioned all these guys that were highly recruited out of high school and everything with the transfer portal. You never know where these guys end up, which is why good for you, good on you for doing all this research, finding out how the heck do these guys get to Old Dominion? How do these guys get to you know A and T? Uh, and now you've got players spread all over across the country, which I guess it explains the parity in college basketball.
6: Exactly, and, and and It's like we try to say all the time. All it takes is one or two kids, and you can turn right. that boat around. Football yeah. uh, football's a battleship. This is a, this is a speedboat. Turn. <laughs> you get two good ones, you can turn your program. But football, give credit to Mike Houston. He's moving that battleship, and he's turning it, turning it, turning it in the right direction. And it's hard to do. And and give him credit for turning this ECU program around. He's done a great job and really happy for their season and what they've done.
2: Yes, sir. Looking forward to the military bowl. Just waiting the opponents, side. It's going to be fun to see East Carolina back in a bowl game. All right, we'll wrap it up here, Sai. Give me a key or two for tonight. What do the Pirates need to do well to get the uh, season sweep over the Old Dominion Monarchs?
6: Yeah, that, that's what it would be is a season <laughs> sweep, and it's not going to be that easy to do. I think you have to really uh, control the offensive glass. Uh, they're plus 19 on the season against – uh, their opponents on the offensive glass, and it's called mm. so aggressive inside. Uh, I think, like you said, I think R.J. has to play good, and I think B.J. Brandon Johnson has to play well for ECU to win it. And then I think that's how I'm at this team. Uh, Old Dominion takes the place of Terry Holland's Virginia teams. Jeff Jones played for him. They like to play deliberate, smart, keep control of the basketball, keep it in the 60s. And if you can get out run and run and get the transition game going, you get out of what they really want to do. So that's, I think that's the three keys that i look at tonight.
2: So I have a great call tonight, man. always enjoy talking hoops with you, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
6: Uh, hey, listen, and thank you for keeping me up with the uh, Washington football team. Yes, sir. I appreciate
2: it. Washington won, Dallas lost. That's what you need to know heading into next week.
6: You know, I want to talk to some people. Do you know Greg Pierce?
2: I know him well.
6: Okay, I might say something to him. If
2: you see him, see I, if you see Brian Medor, Brian Bailey, uh, just give him an update in case they're, they're wondering.
6: I, I will give him that update. I certainly will. I, I brought up the other day, did, did Greg actually know uh, John Madden, and he walked away. <laughs> I, 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 well, he just walked away. wouldn't speak. So, I, I don't know. We'll handle it the
2: best we can. Si, you're the man. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. All right, buddy. Cy si joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line, Pirates and Monarchs tonight, 7 o'clock at Minji's. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one of Pirate Radio Live. Get you set for hour two after this.
0: you're listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome
3: back from sales to service greenville auto world has all of your vehicle needs covered shop all of their inventory now at greenville dot you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle they have a full service and repair facility they do brakes oil changes Tires inspections and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bell's Fork and online at net Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock.
2: All righty, thank you, Charlie Rhodes. Want a uh, quick look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard? Sure. All right. If you said no, I probably would have done it anyway, but just wanted your permission. Uh, okay. You're a fan of. Women's soccer both domestic and international, correct? I am. All right. Got a score for you in the Women's World Cup qualifying round. <laughs> uh, that cannot be correct. England played Latvia today. Oh my that Is it, it Latvia? Latvia? I think it's Latvia. Latvia.
3: Yeah. That cannot be right. Is that is that <laughs> is that the score?
2: Uh not one, not two, not three, but four England players. English women had hat tricks in the game, and the score was twenty to nil.
3: I have never (laughs) seen a score that high in soccer.
2: I mean, that's a
4: good old ass whooping chap.
3: (laughs) And that, my friends, is the T. That
4: is the T.
2: I was. I think the highest
3: I've ever seen was. I think the United States scored in a in a World Cup qualifier. I think the United States in the World Cup scored thirteen uh it was the first team that they played in the world cup this past this past uh season at session this past world cup
2: um i was gonna say they should have a running clock but they actually do have a running clock they do the, the clock
3: never stops you get bonus time at the end gets tacked on at the end for any kind of stoppage of play
2: is this right oh. uh i'm looking up the biggest soccer blowouts of all time uh-huh and in 2002 um AS Adama beat Stade Olympique 149 to
3: nothing wow <laughs> is that i possible can you score 149 goals in 90 minutes
2: <laughs> i mean that's what it is that's says.
3: A whole, oh my
2: so i can't even imagine
3: being somebody on that team
2: there was a protest i guess i don't know if the other players just sat out so they just kept oh they kept scoring, scoring like after every score they would just go score again so 149 to nothing some of these other scores 36 nothing uh 35 nothing so yeah Ooh, australia over american samoa 31 to nothing come on american what
3: year samoa. was that
2: that was 2001 Oh. so some of these are uh, well the,
3: uh, the only one that keeps jumping out is uh i want to say it was like 13 something
2: i mean yeah uh, in the World Cup. like five you, you you kind of turn your when, head yeah, like wow, when, that's a lot of goals
3: yeah you could well i mean the united states has scored close to 10 quite a bit but at 20 nothing that's in a women's game that's kind of
2: I mean, that's of. breaking 100 in college football. Yeah, football pretty much, game.
3: yeah. So. That's just wild.
2: All right, there's a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall school board presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Uh, All righty then. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. We will have a couple guys in the Players Lounge here on a Tuesday. Didn't uh, have time to get to them yesterday, so we'll hear from Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this.
0: listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event will keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio for 18 years and as we head back into the show clip just saw an interesting tweet from dennis dodd who is a football writer for cbs sports.com he just tweeted out and i'm just going to read what he says notre dame will apparently wait for luke fickle Apparently Uh the number one choice, Jack Swarbrick, suggested he will not name an interim. Assistants are being told to stay on the road. Strong Catholic ties with Fickle. Notre Dame wants renewed bond with traditional Midwest Catholic high schools in recruiting. So that's according to Dennis Dodd about 45 minutes ago.
2: Bring in some nice Catholic boys. All right. All righty then. There's your Fickle talk. I mean I talked it, about it in the open and I'm now thinking we know that they're going they're gonna That's their top target. Yeah. They're gonna play the waiting game where LSU maybe did not want to play that waiting game.
4: They're ready to get him in there right away. Maybe
2: they think Fickle is worth waiting for. So interesting. Yeah, I like that. All right.
4: It will be back to back head coaches heading to Notre Dame from Cincy.
2: That's right. Tommy Tuberville did not get the call. But Brian Kelly and Pretend, per, potentially potentially look fickle also it sounded like you said uh dennis dodd covers college football for cbs pharmacy
5: <laughs> cbs
3: I don't, no you probably said that it i sounds, said C- cbs sports
2: which then i thought it would be cool if like cbs and walgreens also had college football correspondence
3: it would be interesting
2: wouldn't that be cool <laughs> all right let's uh go inside the players lounge every monday on pirate radio live and i've really enjoyed this this year and i gotta be honest with you i was a little eh on it when i first heard about it because i'm not always mr glass half full sometimes i think the worst prepare for the worst hope for the best right so uh what if this season kind of went off the rails and it wasn't good and We had to fire off questions to these guys that were you know, trying their hardest but not winning games. Well, luckily, we didn't have to worry about that scenario because this was an awesome year to be able to chat with these guys after each game because the Pirates had a winning season in 2021 and they're off to a bowl game. And really happy for guys like Bruce Bivens who have spent so much time here to put in the work and to get the reward of having a winning season and going to a bowl. We caught up with Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith on Monday and uh, didn't get a chance to play it yesterday, so let's hear it right now. A couple of Pirate linebackers inside the Players Lounge. Alright, back inside the Players Lounge on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live here with a couple of uh, Pirate defensive players, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. Gentlemen, how you doing today? Doing great, doing great. No, I'm doing great as well. A little time off, I guess. Sounds like you guys won't be back on the practice field till Thursday, so that's a good thing, right?
7: Yeah, Most sure. definitely get your, get your body back right. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally, you know, disconnect a little bit and, you know, just working on those things right there.
2: Bruce, uh, uh, Trip Weaver put up a tweet going into the Friday game and talked about how awesome it was for all the seniors to talk to the team heading into the Cincinnati game. I'm assuming you were a part of that. So, you know, what's that like uh, when you're addressing the team and then hearing from your, your brothers talk to the team before the final regular season game? I'm sure... Uh, a lot of a lot of great things said and some emotion too i would imagine yeah
7: it was a lot of emotion because you know you sit back and you think about you know all the stuff you've been through and and to see like what you expected you know college football to be like when you you know first you know signed the letter to to come here it, it's a it's a lot of emotion that plays a part into that because you put a lot of blood sweat and tears into it and it's finally shaking out and you got a group of guys that you know Gave their all to make that happen, so it's just really emotional, and, and I know that I'm gonna have to lead. I'm gonna have to lead them one day, and you know, go live live a different life than they do. So it's just a lot. It's it's really emotional to me. I yeah, it
2: every day. And Bruce, you're still a young guy, but uh, you had an important decision to make to to come from your home in Texas to Greenville, North Carolina, a place you probably didn't know before. You East Carolina started showing interest in you, so you made that decision, and you always want to stand by your decision and not regret decisions and the way this thing has played out uh, and, and you've probably got some great memories off the field too but the way it's played out no regrets on this decision, right? Oh Of course not. No
7: regrets at all. I mean, it worked out. I mean, just because stuff get ugly, you don't have to – You could. I mean, you don't have to just leave. You could just just trust the process, and things will work out the way you, so you, you plan for it, too.
2: Xavier, when you go into a season, like as a fan, we look at it, and we say, all right, win, loss, win, loss. We do that when we look at the schedule. Mm-hmm. Do you set – I'm sure you set individual goals, but like team goals heading into 2021, when you look back at it now – did you accomplish those goals? Did you exceed expectations? Not,
8: you know, how do you feel about the 2021 season? Um, I definitely think we accomplished the goal we had set out to be bowl eligible. Um, it was a goal, but obviously the ult- ultimate goal is to play for a conference championship, and we had the shot to do that. Um, we could have actually been in the conference championship. You know, one or two, three plays went our way this year. We actually have been playing for you know a national title. But, uh, you know, you can't change the past, and we we met the goal that we set out for the team, but there's still work to be done, I feel like everyone on the team feels the same way, like, yeah, we went to a bowl game, but we know how good we could have been this year, so next year, you know, it's like a go get the ring, go finish the job.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Bruce, I said this when, uh, when DJ was here, he's on his way out, but... Uh, Rajay was sitting in that chair And now it's like his job You know, Xavier for next year These other players To take what you guys have built And uh, to take it even higher, right? So you laid a foundation Now what's the guys going to do with it? Yeah
7: I I would, you know I would think that They would want to level up too Because it's like When you've been losing For, you know As long as I've been here Like winning a ball game is a lot you know what I'm saying so for them like for well going to a ball game is a lot and for them I know next year they're gonna raise the standard they wanna win a conference championship go to a conference championship win that go to a bowl game win that and more and more and whatever comes with that so I would expect that to happen cause I mean that's how you really build a legacy here you just keep
2: leveling up Xavier I guess in the past few years at this time you're getting ready for like you're, you're relaxing and then getting ready for winter workouts I guess, now you're building up to a bowl game all the way at the end of December so still a lot of practice time, a lot of time around the team, like is that exciting to experience something different and new this year?
8: Yeah it's definitely super exciting because you know none of us ever experienced this so like it's new to everybody so like we're still like questioning like what happens, like we don't <laughs> know the practice schedule like graduation around the corner we know how that's going to work and it's December 27th how is Christmas going to work so like it's super exciting. You know, I'd rather spend the time with my brothers, but, like, it's just new to everybody. So, like, we're just, like, kind of confused and, like, anxious to see, like, how everything's yeah. going to play out and, like, what's to come with it.
2: Yeah. So, the game's on the 27th, the Military Bowl, 230 kickoff. It'll be against the ACC opponent to be named. But uh, there are some options out there in Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, B.C. Is there a team you you want to see or does it matter to you? Uh, have you looked at the potential opponents?
8: Yeah, I've seen them on uh, – Whoever gets selected, you know, preparing from like any other game this season and get ready to play. Yeah, I feel the same way. All right, no choice on that. Uh, (laughs) The
2: executive director was on the Brian Bailey show earlier today. Said the teams will be arriving kind of middle of the week, the previous week, so you'll spend you know a half a week there in D.C. Your hotel room is apparently like two blocks from the White House. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have all those uh, those deals. Uh, Bryce Williams, former Pirate, said when they went down to Florida the linemen had a belly flop contest i've heard Uh, of a bowling contest yeah maybe some video (laughs) game contest xavier i won't do that (laughs) so so you'll be uh and you you guys probably don't know any of the activities or that stuff yet right no not yet so still a long ways to go uh before we get there question about uh cincinnati so they are if they beat houston should be in the college football playoff playing for a championship I know going into the game you looked at them as any other opponent but when you left the field did you did you think like wow they really are top four, top five or were they kind of just another team on the schedule for you guys? Bruce, shaking your head go ahead. What I do you mean think? I feel
7: like like you know personally like I feel like we just made some mistakes and they capitalized on them I mean they just as any t- good as any team as we played like they had some you know some some great weapons and they was they were pretty big you know but I mean it I feel like you know we was up for the challenge and I feel like yeah, if we would have fixed those little mistakes we we'd probably come out victorious.
2: And that's a, that's a pretty good feeling to feel like not only do we belong on the field like yeah. could have should have beat those guys yeah
8: is yeah. that how you felt the same? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I'm not. Like, I don't, I'm not the one to take credit from anyone, but coming out that game, like, a lot of us were like, we can play with these guys. Yeah. like, And I feel like that's, like, our mindset throughout the whole year, like, yeah, they're number four, but two years ago, we should have beat them. This is the same exact team. You know, last year, yeah. we had some mistakes. This year, we're so much better. Like, we can beat these guys, you know, like— like, in our conference, like, it's not like we're playing, like, someone who's, like, outmatching us. Like, yeah, they got some good weapons, but, shit, we got some good weapons, too, you know. We can match up with their players, and, like, the only thing that killed us was they capitalized on our mistakes, and that's where they surpassed us uh, in the game, you know. When we made a mistake, they capitalized, and great teams do that, and they're a great football team, but I feel like if we just minimize those mistakes, which is something little, but play such a big role. You know, we're definitely in that ball game with a chance to win it.
2: I mean, really, one bad quarter, one quarter the second quarter went their way. Outside of that, you guys were even or uh the better team on Friday. So, yeah. Bruce, uh, it had to be cool, man, one last game at Daddy Ficklin to come out and hear the purple gold chant and just like <laughs> That environment. I don't know if that led to a good first quarter, but it had to to juice you guys up some, right?
7: Yeah, it definitely sparked me up a little bit because I was like, man, this this my last time playing in Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium, so I said, man, I I just want to go out with a bang, and, and it definitely sparked me to, you know. Play a certain type of way.
2: Yeah, and we know you as uh, you're a hard hitter, Bruce. Come up, stop the run. You were uh, and maybe you've done this all year. I just noticed on a couple plays, dropping back into pass coverage. Yeah, and on that one play, you were spreading 100 miles an hour. <laughs> did you get your hand on the ball? Yeah, I as, actually, I actually did. I got my yeah. hand on the ball at the last minute. Um, that was
7: a great play. Yeah, kind of no
2: look. I guess you saw the receiver's eyes or yeah. I just
7: because I, I was shuffling. I was expecting him to run like a draw screen because it was third and long, and I seen the receiver take
2: off down the middle of the field, and I just. I said, man, I got to go.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and you
2: got there. You kind of stuck there. your hand out, got the uh, got the knockaway. Great play in that game on Friday. Appreciate it. Talking to uh, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. Bruce's appearance inside the Players' Lounge brought to you by Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World, your home for an awesome selection of late-model cars and trucks. Full-service department. If you need new tires or a lift kit for your truck, they've got you covered there, too. Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Uh, Tim Sutton and the guys do a great job, and Bruce, you know a lot of folks here now from your time in Greenville, and uh, Tim, great dude over there, and does yeah. some great work.
7: Yeah, Tim's a great guy. Whatever you need, him and his staff will get you right, so go visit Greenville all over.
2: And uh, what's next for you, Bruce, when you leave East Carolina? You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna give football <laughs> well, a shot, obviously. Oh
7: of course I'm gonna give yeah. football a shot. and and that's really what I'm focusing on. Yeah. You know, you know, when this thing's all said and done, bowl game over with, I'm gonna shift my focus on, you know, giving the NFL a shot, so
2: We've had, and look, and again, I'm speaking to a young guy, Bruce Bivens. You got your life ahead of you, but we've had some pirates who certainly move on, go back to their hometown, go elsewhere. Some find them, themselves back in Greenville. Like, could you see yourself 20 years from now living in Greenville, North Carolina? Or are you, you know, are you back in Texas? What are you going to be doing? Um, I. I- Honestly I'm not I'm not quite
7: sure. Yeah. I mean I grew up a Texas guy and I love living in Texas. So I probably will migrate, you know, back home. <laughs> migrate <My> <laughs> back home to towards my fam, like around my family and yeah. stuff.
2: Good deal. Talking to uh, Bruce Boone's Xavier Smith. Uh so Xavier, what's uh what are these next few days like for you? Just uh
8: getting away from football, I guess? Yeah, getting away from football, you know, getting you know all the injuries and like the minor nicks and bruises taken care of. And just, like, living in the moment. Like, uh, like I'm not trying to stress about football. We just got done with the season. You know, we finally got a bowl game. So I'm just trying to, like, take all this in because, you know, I never experienced it before. So I'm just, like, living in the moment and trying to get the fullest out of this experience. You got to, man. That's a great way to look at it. Uh, and,
2: and, look, this time of year, there's the – Coaching carousel. There's the transfer portal. All kinds of stuff going on. Mike Houston's name uh, has been mentioned uh, for other jobs where you know teams have an opening. They're looking at what he did at here this past season. So I don't know. As a player on a team, how much do you look into that? How much do you ignore it? You know, what, what are your your thoughts on it all, Bruce? <laughs> Bruce, um, I mean, it won't really. Up.
7: Dang, I don't. I can't answer that um, <laughs> Do y'all talk about
8: it With each other yeah, like, Honestly
7: I really don't yeah, I mean we see it
8: Just that. like how Everyone else sees it And like We don't Like we don't know Like yeah. I have no clue What goes into it Like I, don't, I have no clue What's going on In his head Like Control what you can control is the best. Yeah, that's why I, way I can I said. Put it. Yeah. Control what you can. That's control. all you can do.
2: Never said it best. How <laughs> you can do. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, congratulations on a great year. That's going to wrap up with a bowl game coming up, and uh, and you get some cool swag. I-, I meant to look that up. Let me look it up real quick. Let's see if I can find uh, what the military bowl gave out to the players in years past. I should not need that. Let's see. Uh, here's what each bowl is giving away to players. This is like in years past. Like, for example, I'll just pick one. Uh, the, the pinstripe bowl. that They give away JBL Harmon gift card, new Era products, Outback bowl. Probably get an Outback Steakhouse gift card. Mm. <laughs> Fossil Watch all right where's military this is this is uh yeah i don't see military up here (laughs) anyway this is past (laughs) years so you're gonna get some gear and some stuff out of this hopefully (laughs) that's cool right Yeah, (laughs) take whatever you can get all right uh xavier bruce thanks for hanging out fellas and uh enjoy your week and we'll uh, talk again soon yes sir thank you thank you bruce Bivens, xavier smith inside the players lounge hopefully we'll have that updated swag list next week Uh, once all the bowl games and bowl matchups are announced uh, should be coming up on sunday Um, thank you to those guys to all the players inside the players lounge bruce bivens appearance brought to you by greenville auto world your home for an awesome selection of late model cars and trucks plus a full service department if you need new tires or a lift kit uh, for your truck they got you covered there too greenville auto world highway 43 in greenville And uh, thanks to Tim Sutton, their support of Bruce Bivens and the Players Lounge here on Pirate Radio. Let's take a time out. When we return, we'll talk Pirates Monarchs coming up tonight on the Hardwood. We'll talk about the other college basketball action. You got the ACC Big Ten Challenge and a lot of other games going on. Plus some college football championship games. We'll run it down with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
0: listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for when Window tanning, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more is Signs and Tent. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 State Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at SignsandTent.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
2: Back with you on PRL here on a Tuesday. Steve and I go hoist the colors, going to join us at 5 o'clock. We got a talk about what uh we have for you in the treasure chest as we'll go over some of the items we'll do that later on in the show and we'll make you a winner today a little uh just to get you ready for the treasure chest we'll have a giveaway coming up from the booty bag in hour number three uh but right now we will head out to the fixed nc live line talk some hoops talk some football with the big man on campus jeffney do who joins us today on pirate radio live big man how you doing today
1: Pretty good, Clip. How are
2: you? Doing great. It was a uh, a big night for you, I saw last night, uh, as part as the, uh, you were on the the Barstool stream, the Cyber Monday stream, and uh, went face-to-face with your opponent coming up next Friday night, rough and rowdy. Cannot wait to watch that as the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, takes on Jersey Jerry. That is on Friday, uh, December the 10th, and uh, had a little interaction with him last night, Jeff. Uh, what was that like for you?
1: It's typical nonsense at Barstool. I, you know, everyone plays a character. That not easy uh, to go up there and do that. Um, you know, look, I I don't like going to New York. I don't like going into there. Um, and it was kind of a different thing than I'm used to going there. You know, I uh, I'm not big on like nonsense and horsing around. Like I I'm I'm an adult. I like to act like an adult. Um, I don't really want to talk. Like that's not my thing. I, I really just want to get to this fight and do it. But uh, you know, you know when you when someone says something to you, you have to respond. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to taking care of business.
2: Uh, I think you're handling it well. They they like to kind of parade the the people out there and and make them dance. And uh, you uh, you look good throwing the ball at the dunk tank. I'll say that nice uh, nice pitch there at the end.
1: Finally hit it. We we actually spent some time on on trying to get the guess of the merch uh, sold. We were were very deliberate in figuring out what that was. We we pretty much hit it on the nose. Yeah. So. Works perfect.
2: Uh, rough and rowdy coming up next Friday. Jeff Nadeau will be fighting, uh, against Jersey Jerry that on the 10th of December. All right. Uh, big man, we got basketball tonight. Menji's Coliseum. So we'll start there. This is kind of a weird deal. East Carolina went down to Myrtle beach, played in a, the Myrtle Beach Invitational, and faced Old Dominion, and they won that game by 13 points, 73 to 60. Now they get them right back again at home in Menji's Coliseum, East Carolina, a a five-and-a-half-point favorite coming in to tonight's game, a total at 128-and-a-half. I don't know if you've uh, dissected this one at all, Jeff, but any thoughts on Pirate basketball or uh, Old Dominion hoops?
1: Yeah, it's a different look for Old Dominion. I mean, generally, they're very good defensively. They've always struggled to score under Jeff Jones. This year, um, they just don't have the talent. They're not good offensively or defensively, and that was one of the reasons they uh, lost by double digits the first time out against the Pirates. I'll tell you this, I've been impressed by uh, by this team. And this, Look, this is what Joe Dooley does for you. I mean, he allows you to play better than I think you think you can um, I know they were really good against Oklahoma played a really good Davidson team and won every other game outside of they taking care of bad opponents kind of where I put this number I, I wouldn't have any issue in backing the Pirates tonight did I? No um, but they've been a lot better than I thought I think an unsung hero for this group might not be on the scoreboard a ton but you know, someone like Brandon Johnson I mean you look at the other night against Coppin State has six points but He has 13 defensive rebounds, six offensive rebounds, had two assists, a block. I mean, that's huge to have. A player like that will win you games –
2: Jeff, uh, I know you got, like, uh, sources, like, I don't know, people on the inside at some schools or conferences. And, you know, like, when you get closer to the season, and I use ECU as an example because when we get closer to a football season or a basketball season, you'll start to hear coaches or people on the inside start to mention names. Brandon Johnson, I honestly didn't know who this guy was until a week or two before the season. But we started to hear his name more and more, and now we're seeing why. He's one of those guys that I think the coaches kind of – kept him hidden, kept him a secret, uh, but uh, they knew he was going to be a big time player for this team. And he had what? 18 rebounds last game for East Carolina.
1: Yeah, I mean, any team that, that, that wants to win games, you need players like that. You need kind of those dirty work players that, that aren't going to look to be the stat fillers or the big-time shooters. They're going to be the guys that are catching lobs and rebounding the ball and, and, and not turning it over and, and doing the little things. I mean, leave the leave scoring, to you know, the Tristan Newtons and the, the Suggs and the Vance Jacksons. I mean, you know, this team might be a little bit better than I thought they were, and, and Johnson's been integral because he also gives you a big on the perimeter that can – Play down low as well. So yeah, uh, nice to start for ECU. I don't have any reason to think they won't get the job done tonight and win the next couple
2: of games. They're a little frisky, Jeff, and uh, hopefully can put together a good performance tonight against Old Dominion, seven o'clock, Menchie's Coliseum. You can watch it on ESPN Plus. Uh, Jeff, uh, Florida State is a team that year in year out. You, you kind of know what you get with them. I mean, they are tall, they are long, they defend, and and sometimes can go on offensive explosions. The problem is they're they're hard to trust because you you know there's going to be a night where they just go cold from the field now i hadn't watched uh leonard hamilton's team this year so i'm just assuming they have the same kind of team but they are 11 and a half point dogs against purdue i know you love the boilermakers jeff uh but is this a, a down florida state team or is that just how good purdue is this year
1: well, I think it, it's obviously that, the the latter, but it's also the fact that, you know, Florida State's in some tough spots. I mean, every year they have to reload because of personnel, players moving on and bringing new guys in. Um, they're also going to be without uh, Evans tonight, Raquan Evans, one of their best players, one of their best defenders. They also are without one of their big seven-footers, um, or I think two of them, actually. So they're definitely coming in with some issues. Um, Purdue is a, is a machine that I don't want to step in front of. I've kind of said that multiple times. Um, I think they should be the number one team in the country. I know they're not, but I think they should be. Um, keep in mind as well, um, they got over the weekend, they got Mason Gillis back, the um, six-six sophomore. He didn't play the first couple of games due to a suspension, but you know, he's another guy you can throw into that rotation. They're incredibly deep. They're incredibly big. Um, they are re- I mean, Jay Nobby's one of the best guards in the country. I mean, this guy's a top-ten pick uh, by the end of the season, guaranteed. Um, This is, to me, the best team in the country, and I will continue to back them. Clip, you look at the other night against Nebraska-Omaha. They had, like, 12 players play 15 minutes or more. It's pretty crazy. Um, They're really deep, and this is not a vintage Florida State group right now. I think they're going to struggle tonight defensively. I would probably go back to the well with Purdue's team total. They've scored 80 or more in every game at 77 tonight.
2: Jeffany Dude joining us talking college hoops, another ACC Big Ten matchup, Duke. And uh, is this a true road game against Ohio State tonight? Seems like they don't play a lot of these true road games in the non conference, but Duke is a two and a half point favorite over Ohio State coming off that big win against Gonzaga. Uh, what do you think about that matchup tonight?
1: Yeah, I haven't played a true road game. Good call, Clip. This is your true road game, true blue road game, coming off a gigantic win out in Vegas on Friday night. They become the number one team in the country yesterday. Um, and, you know, you have to look at the eyes and minds of gamblers here. What is a gambler going to say when they see this game? Wow, you know, all they did over the weekend, Duke, number one team. Ohio State lost on a buzzer beater to Florida. They're down. Uh, and You can get that team at minus two and a half. Got to play that, right? I wouldn't say so. Not so bad. <laughs> I think Ohio, I think this number should be a pick em, probably. I think Ohio State's pretty damn good. I think Liddell is. Right there with Ben Chero Look, Ben Chero is the number one pick in the country. He's terrific. He's yeah, terrific. But Liddell's had an incredible season. Um, I think as long as Michi Johnson doesn't turn the basketball over, I think they're going to have a real shot in this game. Look for Jamari Wheeler to maybe be the difference here. He's going to give them 7 to 10 points. Could be the difference in this game and hanging with them. This game just screams Ohio State. Um, I don't know if I'll be betting it, but I think that's how it will go.
2: Big Man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. ACC Big Ten Challenge going on, Pirate Hoops, and a lot of other games too, Jeff. Anything you got circled for tonight in college basketball?
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime South Dakota State plays, I'm going to have some interest in offense. Obviously, um, they are one of the best mid-major offensive teams over the last 10 years in college hoops. They're always a team that's top 25 in offensive efficiency. That's no different this year, sitting at 15th. Uh, averaging uh, generally every year 82, 83 points a game. Tonight they have a SWAC opponent coming in in Prairie View a and a team that Clip likes to run up and down. They want to play fast. That's going to play right in South Dakota State's hands. They're just going to have plenty of possessions tonight to score the basketball. I think they slice and dice a bad Prairie View team. Keep in mind, Clip, Prairie View A&M, Gave up 87 to St. Mary's, one of the slowest-paced teams in the country. Mm. Grand Canyon put 91 on them. They're very slow-paced. This team has gotten sliced and beat up by some bad uh, and slow teams. So for me, I think South Dakota State has one of their normal offensive nights. I think they push 90-plus. I play
2: their team total. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, Jeff, let's talk a little college football while we got you here and uh, championship games going on. And uh, let's start Friday. And, and this line kind of jumped out to me. So UTSA loses their first game in the regular season finale. Now they got Bailey Zappi in the Western Kentucky uh, offense rolling in. And uh, Western Kentucky is actually a favorite in this game, total sitting at 72 and a half. So uh, any thoughts on that matchup?
1: The first time these two teams played, I thought UTSA got Western at the right time. If we remember, Clip, uh, this has been a tale of two seasons for Western Kentucky. Um, they played a bear of a schedule early. Yeah. They played Army, Indiana, Michigan State, uh, UTSA. So they played a real tough group really outside of Indiana. Army and Michigan State are really tough. And then they got UTSA. lost the game 52-46, but from then on, Ah, uh, West Kentucky has been I- I- immortal, really. I mean, they've been incredible. This offense is one of the best in the country. Their defense is really bowed. UTSA has been living on a living on the whim for a while, and they finally got beat last week. Um, they should have lost to UAB. Should have lost probably to Southern Miss. Um, I think this team is uh, really kind of showing their true colors. Uh, I think Western has been the best team in this conference. And I think, as I've said on Pick Central uh, many, uh, many months ago, yeah. I thought they would U- UTSA and win this conference. I played this at one and a half. Or actually, I played the money line. I'm sorry. I, uh, I like Western here, and I think they win the conference. I will say, Clip, as well. And I don't know. I'm sure you're trying to tiptoe around this. You don't want anyone to bring it up, but I will listen. If I'm the Virginia Tech Hokies, I would do everything in my power to hire Mike Houston from East Carolina. I know no one wants to hear that, but uh, Clip, you'd have to agree that's something that you're going to have to start wondering about, right?
2: Well, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that because Virginia Tech, I believe, has already zeroed in on their guy. But as far, yeah, they uh, named Brent Pry the coach. But as far as other schools what? out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike Houston's name is going to be on their board.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because obviously we've seen this story before with these kids that – or these guys that they, they start out maybe at a, an FCS school, then they work their way into D1, and then they win there, and then they go somewhere higher. So –
2: um, and we all know Jeff, that, and this is not like just Mike Houston. Like Mike Houston's dream job is not East Carolina. Like he he said he loves being here, and he absolutely means that a hundred percent. But this is not his uh, his final destination, and I think we're all aware of that. <laughs> so you know, it's part of the part of the game.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I think you know, as I've seen in Temple, at Temple, I mean, they, they've had the same problem. You know, Temple football is yeah. a team that has had good coaches, but it's it's a stepping stone job, and. You know that that's kind of the shame in it, but um, we'll see. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll give it some thought and see how it goes. Hopefully, he stays, and you get a few more years out of of Mike
2: Houston. Yeah, speaking of Mike Houston, Pirates falling to Cincinnati on Friday. It was a three nothing lead for the Pirates going into the second quarter, and then the Bearcats scored. Uh... A few touchdowns in that second quarter, and we're able to kind of smother the Pirates the rest of the way. Cincinnati now takes on Houston. Is that line uh, right in your eyes, Jeff, uh, a ten and a half a point favorite at home to Bearcats over the Houston Cougars?
1: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's kind of where you put it. I thought SMU might hang around. Um, that yeah. doesn't happen. I think SMU and Houston are pretty much the same team. Houston can't defend either, so – uh, I'd, have, I'd have a hard time backing anyone to beat can, uh, beat Cincinnati at this point. Um, yeah, I, w- I would lean Cincinnati there. Um, I think they're going to have trouble getting into the Final Four, but that's another story. So, uh, clip I saw, did, did I see correctly, ECU accepted the Military Bowl? Yeah, ECU
2: headed to Annapolis, Jeff, to probably face uh, Virginia Tech, actually. It hadn't been announced yet, but it looks like that might be the team they play.
1: Yeah, I always think that's I think that's odd. Like, why doesn't the military bowl feature a military school? Like, doesn't that make sense?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't. This whole bowl thing is kind of crazy. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you definitely don't want to see Army in that game.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's going to be an ACC team. So, we've already faced our one option team for the year. We're good on that.
1: I think you'll beat. I think they beat Virginia Tech. I really do. I wouldn't want to see like uh, you BC. I think it's tough. And I like that group. I like Syracuse a little
2: bit. I think the other options, Jeff, BC I saw and either like North Carolina or Virginia potentially, but –
1: I can't, clip. When I tell you I can't wait for for bowl season, I've had such a great season. I'm like forty and nineteen this season in college football, and the fight will be over. I'll be back in like the swing. I'm just gonna sit here and watch football. I, yeah. I love bowl season. I I can't wait. I'm very excited.
2: Looking forward to breaking it all down with you, big man here on uh, Pyre Radio Live. Let's see, uh, and we'll have more time to uh, to go over some of these games later. But uh, anything else uh, championship wise you're looking at, Jeff?
1: No, I haven't bet anything real early. Uh, the, the only thing I bet was Western uh, Kentucky. Right. Uh, we're we're going to obviously keep you know attacking that. By the end of the week, we'll have some good stuff. And championship week's a great week as well. It, it's always sad when the season's winding down. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, everything's kind of winding down. So looking forward to it. We'll talk to you later in the week.
2: We'll talk to you Thursday. Thank you, big man. Thanks, Cliff. Jeff and joining us, uh, talking football, and says... If he had to pick one way or the other, go with the Pirates tonight. Uh, Against Old Dominion, East Carolina was able to knock him off by 13 a couple weeks ago. Um, They will try to repeat the feat tonight as five-and-a-half-point favorites in Menjee's Coliseum. We didn't really bring it up with Si. I feel like we talked about it so much after it happened, and I didn't bring it up with him today, but Chandler's certainly been talking about it off the air. Uh, The malice and Menjee's tonight. Things got chippy between ODU and ecu we'll talk about it more when i go gets here at five o'clock uh but could see i think we will see uh some talking going on tonight uh the refs kind of lost control for a moment of that game in myrtle beach and uh, we'll see what the players do when they get back together on the court at seven o'clock tonight all right let's take a time out we'll come back we'll wrap up hour two so i'll uh, let you know some of the prizes we'll be given away in this year's pirate radio treasure chest which opens up for the first time on Wednesday. Excitement time. Violence. We'll be Excitement back. Excitement
6: time. Violence.
2: <laughs> you know, the the, the, <laughs> the meme, how it started, or wh- how, what is it? Younger than me, Chandler. How it started, what it is. What is the words I'm looking for? How it started,
4: how it started where? How's it going? How's it going?
2: How it started excitement time.
4: Excitement time.
2: How, how it's going. Violence. <laughs> that's that's how it's. Excitement changed. time. That's how it's going. Right? Excitement
6: time. Violence.
2: <laughs> we'll take a time out, come back more to go after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr927 fm join the over fifty thousand followers today now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock all
2: right back with you on a tuesday edition of pirate radio live it is basketball night in greenville north carolina east carolina taking on old dominion tonight seven o'clock mengees coliseum Looking forward to uh, seeing the Pirates at home for the first time in a while. Was not able to get to the Coppin' State game on Saturday. Missed a heck of a finish. Tristan Newton at the buzzer, and the Pirates painted it purple.
5: At the buzzer!
2: Jeff Charles with a good call. I was able to hear that. Um, he's had uh, He's been on a nice run of good calls here. Last yeah. second field goal, Tristan Newton buzzer beater. And uh, hopefully that continues tonight all right big day coming up on wednesday treasure chest baby it's back well it's
4: back
2: (laughs) it's back you got sports trivia at aj's it's survivor night on cbs oh nice but more important than all that chandler's right it is back the treasure chest will open up for the first time on wednesday and
3: i don't know what that was sorry (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Boy, we probably should have hey, hold planned on. this hold segment. Hold on, hold on.
3: Whoops. <laughs> there we go. Sorry.
2: All right, I'm going to start from the top. Welcome back into the show. <laughs> Basketball night in Greenville. ECU Old Dominion. They about got in a fight last time. Should be fun tonight. Uh, yada, yada, yada. let the Wednesday is, is a big day. Why is it a big day, Chandler Honeycutt? Sports trivia at AJ
4: McMurphy's. And... Survivor on
2: CBS. And the treasure chest is back. It's back. It's back. Treasure chest season here on Pirate Radio. We are going to be giving away some awesome prizes this year. Shirley Rhodes. Yes. Uh, this reminds me didn't we uh, used to alternate the prizes? uh saying yes. the prizes yes we did let's do that again that was okay fun. do
3: you want me to start first or do you want do you want to start first
2: first we're gonna say the first prize at the same time oh we are <laughs> and then you're gonna go then i'm gonna go
3: okay all right, all right ready, ready? All right. one two three 12, 12 large pizzas from, from domino's of, of greenville, greenville. A pirate gift basket from UBE.
2: Takeout party for 10 from Parker's Barbecue.
3: $100 gift card from Emporium.
2: $100 gift card from Chico's.
3: Lazy boy recliner from Bostic Sug Furniture.
2: $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company.
3: $100 gift card to Fresh
2: Vibes. $100 gift card to Fleet Feet.
3: An ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park worth $360.
2: A $200 gift card to Factory Mattress.
3: $140 gift card to Revive Health and Wellness.
2: Gift basket to Naughty Dog Brewing Company.
3: $100 gift card to Tiebreakers.
2: And at the same time, $100 $100 in gift cards cards to Dap House, Christie's Euro Pub, Sidebar, and Jarvis Jarvis Street Bottle Shop.
3: And that, folks,
2: (laughs) is how it's done the treasure
5: chest
2: <laughs> <laughs> now those are what we have in there now that could be that updated. could change yes that, that could change. change that could be uh there could be even more added to that chest but folks we got some great stuff for you right about now in the treasure chest and when i say that i mean tomorrow <laughs> wednesday we'll open it up for the first time yes it's gonna be a lot of fun and even Steven Igo is excited Hey, Steve. You
9: know what's missing from that list? Uh, I didn't want to oh. bring it up oh. because I, uh, oh. I didn't know it should it be on the list you or did didn't not. Donate? Or I didn't did want to speak out of turn. Uh, formal discussions have not been had yet, but I assume there's a good chance a a VIP subscription from hoist the colors could make its way back. Oh, Wait,
2: did you say
9: into the treasure chest? A VIP?
2: No, Shirley, say it with me. Oh, a VIP, VIP subscription, to subscription to hoist the, the colors. colors? I did. Wow. wow. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why that wasn't on the list. I go, but uh, uh, usually everybody and or Tory run it by me. So, right. I just haven't ran into them yet. Okay, uh, or maybe they just don't want it in there this year. Maybe well,
3: they're across the hall. Yeah,
2: and I'm gonna say, uh, we always kind of talk about it. I go, like, does is this like the worst? Because people would love these things. Are you and just... no, 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 I'm gonna get around to it. At least the colors, right? kind of a niche deal, but for people listening to Pirate Radio, they're into it. It seems like every year, the person that wins that is like super hype about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, it's a good thing. I I might have started that off sounding like a bad thing, but I meant it as a good thing.
9: Yeah, and I think one year, um, the wife of a big ECU fan won it, and she shared it with her husband. So, I mean... It
2: could be a great gift.
9: <laughs> yeah, and if you already have a subscription and you win it, then you just get a free year tagged on, which is you know it's a hundred dollar plus value
2: and i tell you what this is a good time to have it with everything going on uh (laughs) we got a small taste i go of what it's like i kind of forgot uh when there are coach talks going on things get freaking wacky on the message boards
9: it's wild man just the uh the the one update we had on mike houston and and um you know just because there were rumors out there and and i wanted to Hear from reliable so- or, or you know, pass along what I heard from reliable sources, and uh, I think it kind of calmed everybody down. Was how I reported it for our subscribers, but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, man. There's nothing like a coaching search, I've covered two of them now. Um, or and
2: when you say covered, you're at airports, you're fi- people are following <laughs> I mean, flight plans, yeah,
9: it's it is just insane. So, like, this Japanese businessman yep yeah, we had we legitimately had one uh during the scotty montgomery search we had one of our posters stake out at the raleigh location where they were interviewing candidates and uh they saw jeff Confort with brady hoke and Everett withers and at the time an unidentified african-american coach who ended up being scotty montgomery because wow. at the time his name was not being tossed around
2: and we we didn't know a lot about him yeah to be honest so so yeah that, that happened
9: and right. one time, like during the Joe Dooley coaching search, there was a plane coming from Fort Myers, Florida, a private plane from Fort Myers, Dunk City, Florida to Gulf Greenville, Coast. and I thought for sure it was Joe Dooley, and uh, getting off the plane were, it was just an old couple. And looking at me like i was crazy when i was uh at the airport and then Dooley was hired like two days later you're like behind the bushes. <laughs> maybe maybe Dooley was hi- hiding in the back and using them as cover i don't know yeah great play by uh joe Dooley
2: there so that's uh fun and uh it's recruiting season right yeah so, signing uh, day uh
9: so there's a ton going on man but um yeah I, I you know hopefully we're not doing a coaching search i don't think we will be doing a coaching search i think an extension for mike Houston will be announced in the the coming days
2: we will talk to john gilbert on the show on thursday i got a great chat with him on the hoist the colors podcast which you can check out and we'll uh talk about some of that pirate football pirate hoops we'll make some picks and have more when shirley returns so she can take me to a break but she's not here right now so i will carry on the conversation how you doing steve she's back Oh, she's back. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live on the way. We got Igo, we've got a giveaway, and more. We're back after this.
0: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting. Signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service the number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and angel Oaks wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751 2060. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock.
2: All righty, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and Stephen Iga here with and us. And Clip Brock here with us. Well, I'm here as well. Yeah, what's up? Hey, how you doing?
9: Chandler Honeycutt. Shirley Rhodes also standing by.
2: Uh, what's up, what you, bro? What are you what's doing? What's up, man? I'm Hello? taking over. Take over, please. What is up, Igo? How about let me be the guest here?
9: What's Mike Houston going to do? Let's go to our insider, <laughs> Cliff Brock. Well, you reported on the Hoist Scholars Colors message board a couple days ago. What's the latest on Coach Houston? I am
2: hearing that Virginia Tech has zeroed in <laughs> on their finalist. His name is pry that is his last name his first name could be brian brent. brent could be brad could be bradford we're gonna go with brent brent pry will be the man <laughs> in Hokeyland. but Stephen, there are other opportunities out there including notre dame oklahoma has an opening right now there's gonna be a few
9: nfl openings
2: that is uh very true as well so I'm going to say right now, stand by and subscribe to my NIP, NIP, service, not important people, person, and I will give you the latest tonight at
9: 9 p.m. All right, looking forward to that. And uh, you can get the the true latest tomorrow at Trivia at A.J. McMurphy's. All right. And I'll be there. You're doing good at this. So Chandler uh, will be there. Shirley's going to be there. Ronnie Woodward
2: will be there. I haven't yep. seen Ronnie in a while. We need to... Shirley's Wait not going to be
3: there. Wait a second. Shirley's not going to be there. Yeah, I
2: know. What do you got, Bunko? No. All right, it's a new month. I didn't know.
3: No, that's not till next week. <laughs> okay,
2: all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sports Trivia. AJ's 8 o'clock on Wednesday. Why week. is
9: Tom Brady so scary in this picture?
2: Because he's on the TB12. He's not even, like, human anymore. He he's part alien. He legitimately
9: does not look well. Human. He doesn't look well. I don't know.
2: It's so kinda much. like he's starting to look like, like those celebrities that look fake. Right. But uh he's still getting it done. I'll tell you who else is getting it done, I go. Is your team in the hunt? Yeah. My you team's know, not in the hunt. My team's <laughs> in really the hear. playoffs. Your
9: team's in the playoffs because the NFC is absolute garbage. The Broncos have a better record and they beat the Redskins or the team, excuse me. And they're still not in the playoffs because the AFC is a much stronger conference strong disagree all right let's go head to head head to head doesn't
2: matter do you follow the college football playoff rankings we don't (laughs) care about head to head
9: uh denver is three and one against the nfc least this year and they're i think in last place in the afc west well everybody in the afc west is over 500 now if the broncos beat the chiefs sunday night they're in first place in the afc west is that this sunday night yep ain't it fun and they'll probably lose you know 100 and it fun to be excited yeah. though. like i was excited
2: last night uh, i'll tell you what if and washington can't beat any afc west teams but if they somehow beat the raiders they would have a home game against dallas the following week wow. four straight wins like that would be so exciting in december to have that game probably won't happen but it's exciting to be excited i don't like cocky clip i'm not being cocky right now chandler Stop yelling at me.
9: Y'all had a great segment yesterday. Violence! Which one? Where? You were, were cocky. We uh, you right, you was were the Max mean. Scherzer stuff? Yeah. Do you, uh, do you think that matters? I mean, it matters just a small amount. Does it matter? I'm going to say that the Braves are not going to win the NL East next year. <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: Dude, you're you're joking. You're just trying to get a rise out of it.
9: The Braves they win mean, the NL East every year. I know. <laughs> you're just making. You're just trying to upset me. <laughs> the Braves had every single thing go right down the stretch this year, and yes, I know Acuna got hurt and he'll be back. They but, had Marcelo Zuna hitting his uh, I mean, girl. Yeah, but every single. They had every player they traded for at the deadline perform extremely well. What are the odds of that?
2: That's what's supposed to happen when you. Are you being serious right now?
9: There's local politics. I'm bud. saying that that's extremely rare. I've seen who's going to beat them? The Mets, the Phillies? No, no. no. Well, okay, we're no, running no, out of teams. You, the Nationals, I was the no Marlins, to the Mets. So the Phillies? The 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 Phillies. You are, you are. The problem is that NL East is the joke. It was supposed to be strong last year, and all those teams sucked. Every argument against my sports, the Braves team, barely even made the playoffs. Their division was complete crap. If they were the AL West. They wouldn't even made the playoffs.
2: Every argument against teams I like from you is they play, they play in a sucky division. This is the truth. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's how
9: it's set up. It's rigged. It's garbage. The game is rigged. The Mariners would have won the World Series last year if they were in the NL East. (laughs) Shut up. All right, let's talk about Mike Houston. Do we not agree? I'm really just trying to get a rise out of you.
2: I know. The thing is, what you're saying is true about the divisions and all that, but it doesn't matter. It's it's the way it's set up. It's a big nothing
9: burger. Exactly.
2: It is. Nothing burger.
9: So is that just like a... Just two buns with nothing on
2: it. I think it's even less than that. Do you remember the movie Hook? I know you're younger than me. I don't. Hook? You remember they're at that table, uh, Shirley Chandler, and they got, and there's nothing on the table, but they use their imaginations and the, the magic, and then all this amazing food appears. It's like.
9: <laughs> so you're saying Max Scherzer's just a figment of your imagination?
2: <laughs> yes. He does. If you watch a Mets game when he's pitching, it's just going to be an empty mound over there there's nothing happening probably will be because it'll be hurt it's literally like field of dreams where you can't see him. it's like john cena anyway um mike houston (laughs) nice transition is the head coach of the pirates (laughs) he is i mean i think we can just go beyond that and can we talk about like the national coaching carousel Let's talk about whatever
9: you want to, man. You're the host. I
2: feel like... I thought you were. <laughs> I, I was for three minutes. It's nuts every year. Is it more nuts this year, or are we just in like the uh, moment so it's it feels nuts, that It's way? more
9: nuts. I mean, when do you see an Oklahoma coach <laughs> leave for USC and a Notre, Notre Dame coach? Notre Dame coach goes to LSU. Since when is Notre Dame in Oklahoma stepping stone job? Did you hear our first segment? So the college
2: football rankings come out tonight. The bowl playoff. Sorry. The playoff rankings. So let's say, and I did it earlier. I got to do it again. Alabama loses to Georgia. Baylor beats Oklahoma State. Michigan loses to Iowa. Notre Dame is in the playoff and they don't have a coach. So, in right. fact, Shirley said they're not going to, what's the report? They're not naming an interim coach right now. They're going to like circle in on Luke Fickle. Yeah, they
3: apparently their number one choice is Luke Fickle, and they're willing to wait.
2: Who they're going to lose to in the playoff? What are the odds? And then take could,
9: their coat. They could hire Luke Fickle away before the playoff game to have him coach against his old team.
2: So we were talking about this with East Carolina, Virginia Tech. If Mike Houston went there and he coached against East Carolina in the bowl game, um, but is that not strange? This whole thing is strange, man. What is going
9: on? Why would Brian <clears throat> Kelly do this? He had it made in the shade. I understand Lincoln Riley. Um, the only... is he's a yellow-bellied coward? I don't know enough about... Um, I'm just kidding. Brian Kelly's Notre Dame situation. Like, what is he getting paid at LSU? I'm sure it's an 95? upgrade of some sort. $95? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bargain. After taxes. <laughs> um... <laughs>
4: No, I, so, I saw ninety five mil.
2: But he's like, but to go to he's LSU, the biggest man on campus. He's you know yeah.
9: I, I don't I don't understand the it, things man. are you know it's just tough because I feel like if you're at a place for a long time things get stale. You have one bad season, you're gone. Like I feel like even if Lincoln Riley came to OU, came back to OU, now that they're not going to be in the playoffs this year. Like if they don't make the playoffs again next year, like. The fan base is gonna want to fire him. So and, and, this is
2: an old strike while it's hot, get out while probably you probably so. For Brian Kelly, That's I uh, for Brian Kelly, I am starting know. to think it's more and more like our college football video game. We build our dynasties, right. we have a there. high recruiting class. It would make sense to stay there and play another season of that school, but you kind of get tired of it. You want something new. And maybe Kelly wants a new challenge.
9: The reality is too, does he ever really think he's gonna out recruit those SEC schools and win a championship at Notre Dame?
2: i don't know he's had his opportunities to do that
9: that's why he's going to lsu to try and do it from a different perspective but it's it's even more tough to do it there there yeah theoretically yeah but you can also the playoff expands to 12 teams the sec should get at least three if not four teams in every year and you're gonna have more talent than everybody in the playoffs
2: yeah alabama auburn georgia and florida Florida. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're better than I mean, LSU knows, this year.
9: By the time the playoffs, playoff, Texas, by the time the playoffs expanded to twelve, all those coaches will fire their coach, or all those teams will fire their coach. I
2: mean, seriously, I did just name like eight potential playoff teams ahead of LSU, and it could uh, happen.
4: Hey, what I asked clip this earlier, but like, what was the rush in getting Brian Kelly in Baton Rouge so fast, and not? and him taking the job while
2: his team could be in a playoff in a few weeks
9: well here's the other thing too LSU has won two national championships with Ed Orgeron and Les Miles
2: who are now looked at as not great yeah. head coaches like
9: Brian Kelly is a pretty dang good coach like to me you actually have a good coach there for once like if Ed Orgeron went to any other college did would he Nick win did Saban
4: do it too with LSU
9: mm. Matt Monk he won a title? I think he did. Yeah. Did Les Miles win a title? Yeah, he yeah. definitely won a title with uh, Russell, right? Jamarcus? Jamarcus?
2: Nick Saban. <laughs> oh, yeah, 2003. That was
9: Matt. Matt Monk? Matty Monk? I don't know if that's his actual name, but I feel like that is his name. So they've won uh, three titles in, since 2003?
2: Yeah. Where is like Les Miles, by the way?
9: He went to Kansas, and then he had some sort of. Uh, well, he's not there
2: anymore, is he? No, he got. Yeah, there go. So he's like just out there chewing grass on a field somewhere.
9: Something happened at Kansas where he got in trouble. I want to say. Uh,
2: yeah, but wasn't that from like previous? I don't know. He just all these, coaches. and he was doing
9: terrible at Kansas either way. Yeah. So anyway, uh, to me, I think Brian Kelly could elevate LSU into a uh, consistent national title contender. Okay but he is a he seems he, he is kind of an odd fit there
2: lincoln uh that'll be fun at usc i will say they're one of those teams that it's kind of college football's cooler when they're good mm-hmm. like i don't know if i ever i don't i didn't root for them when they had leinard and bush in them but they were like cool
9: i feel like i kind of did root for them because i love the fight song and like just i don't know there's something about the trojan and the sword you just need that West Coast team, man. Like in are they
2: on... dun 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 dun
9: sorry good. So to me, like Oregon was that team under Chip Kelly. Yeah, they were cool. And they were cool. Now you need that team. Pac twelve haven't been cool in a long time. Yeah, like none of like those teams just kinda beat up on each other and they remain irrelevant. Like I try to stay up for those nine forty kickoff off Arizona State versus like UCLA games. It's just I can't do it. Do you think the Big Ten will ever be cool?
2: No. Like Ohio State should be cool with their offense. And and Michigan's been blowing out teams, but they're not cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. it's just kinda even when the games are high scoring, it just seems boring for some reason. I don't know. Probably the weather.
9: Yeah. It's I always mean, it's gray. Just, yeah, it's just very gray. <laughs> like I feel like if Michigan is playing in the college football semifinal in a in the in atlanta in a dome it becomes cooler
2: i'm uh i'm starting to think i go that georgia is not unbeatable
9: based upon i don't know they beat Georgia georgia's
2: 56 to 0 it didn't impress me <laughs> i don't know i i mean i kind of like and we'll make picks in a moment you give me six and a half with alabama i know they've been unimpressive mm. And Georgia's gonna smother them, but I don't know. I don't know why I've made this turn that they I think it's their offense. I don't I don't know if they can but who, I feel
9: like they've won every game in dominated fashion since the last time you had a take that nobody's beaten Georgia. And now you're just trying to come up with a way to, to pick them to lose.
2: Yeah, maybe. Maybe I want it to be interesting. Right. I don't want it to be a blowout. But
9: it does feel like a like when whenever Alabama's an underdog which it is hardly ever. It's very hard to like pick against them. Yeah.
2: Who is... Because Ohio State was, gonna, was the biggest challenge to Georgia before all this. Who is their biggest challenge now? Is it the SEC championship? And then this is their toughest game the rest of the
9: way? Cincinnati.
2: Ah, do you believe that?
9: Last year's bowl game, they should have won.
2: Last year's bowl game is completely different than what's going to happen this year. How many opt-outs did you have
9: in that bowl game? I don't know, but... Cincinnati, if they play them, they're going to believe they can beat them. And Belief is the strongest ally. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to finish I'd, that uh, tape. Uh, that was totally... Uh, All
2: right, can I, mean, I get another you know, answer? Alabama. I think so, yeah. too. Like, whoever you put up Realistically, yeah.
9: But I, I think legitimately, if Cincinnati and Georgia play, Cincinnati can beat them. I believe that.
2: Uh, well, okay. Uh, I know, but you but they're not you don't think they will you just said they could Any, I mean you could say that about anything if
9: Cincinnati and Georgia play I'm picking Cincinnati to win
2: okay that's fine but you still don't believe it's gonna happen you're just doing it to do it I believe it that's why I'm picking it okay now we've gone now I've changed my tune again to say <laughs> Georgia's unbeatable <laughs> I don't know man I'm confused I think I just want this to be fun and good and have good games instead cool. of
9: absolute blowouts we always want different teams in the playoff.
2: I, I'm okay with that. I just hate that there's still one... Like, last year it was Bama. The year before that it was LSU, right? Well, the when fact, they were killing everybody.
9: The reason I believe Cincinnati can beat Georgia is because of the reason you just said that their offense isn't very good. Yeah. Cincinnati's got a pretty elite defense. Like I could easily see that game being like last year, 20-17 to 17 or whatever. i tell you what.
2: I will put on my uh, conference pride Bearcat hat if they play like... Whoever they... I guess throughout the whole thing, but like Michigan-Cincinnati round one, how cool would that
9: be? That would be amazing. 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 How weird would it be if Okie State makes the playoff? Yeah, uh, which mean, is a possibility. Yeah, I feel like they legitimately would lose by 70 to Georgia if they played them in the first round. Why? It's Oklahoma State. Look at their schedule. Who have they beat? Oklahoma. Okay, their coach was out the door.
2: He wasn't going to LSU.
9: What do you that think is, about that move by Riley? Pretty smooth. I think it was brilliant. Yeah, I think he realizes the SEC outside of Nick Saban, like it's just you, you kind of eat your own consistently. Well, all Brian coaches, Kelly didn't realize that all those coaches get fired. Brian Kelly's taking his money. He's going to capitalize, and he's looking for a different challenge.
2: How about this, Igo? How quickly will Lincoln Riley have USC in the playoff? Um. 2023 I, I mean I don't know their roster situation but I feel like
9: With they the can portal? get there. Yeah. 2023.
2: Uh let's take a break. Shirley, you want to open up the booty bag right now? What are you laughing at? Is Chandler doing Chandler something? Chandler's doing something. What are you doing over there?
1: Booty 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 everywhere. Booty booty
2: booty booty, booty booty everywhere. <laughs> All right, this is the last day of the booty bag for 2021, huh? That would be correct. Because starting Wednesday, we're opening up the treasure chest. But right now, we have one final booty bag giveaway, Shirley. And what will that be?
3: A $25 gift card to ENS Hemp Company.
2: ENS Hemp Company, $25 gift card on the line, 317 1250. Caller number eight. Caller eight. Call right now, 317 1250. We're back with more after this. Pop our hoops.
0: Listening to Hour Three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to
3: the show. Congratulations to Harvey Odom of Winterville. Picked up a $25 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. Are you one that has been waiting before trying CBD? Well, ENS Hemp is the area's leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road, near Sam Jones Barbecue, or online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock.
2: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday, last day of November, December 1, coming up Wednesday, which means we'll open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest for the first time. And uh, we'll have multiple winners on some days. So make sure you are tuned in, ready to go, and uh, everything resets, right? So if you've won this month, the treasure chest is its own entity everybody will be eligible beginning tomorrow uh in the five o'clock hour bryce Williams will be alongside and uh that'll be part of your prize you get to talk to bryce as uh he's fired up that ecu is back in a bowl game and Stephen and i go they will be going to the military bowl and their opponent will be
9: are you asking me yes yes Uh, I would say Virginia Tech or Virginia.
2: So you're still keeping Virginia out as a possibility. Seems like you've been on the Virginia Tech train for a while, though, right?
9: I just want it to happen. So Uh, that's probably why. But I mean, I, I. I heard back in when I was at the Military Bowl that's who they wanted. Now the issue is Military Bowl I think is eight out of nine bowl games for the ACC and Pecking Order. So basically it comes down to what the other bowls want.
2: Yeah, I heard uh the executive director talking to the Brian Bailey show yesterday and Bailey asked him, so what is the, the process like and they he just went over like all the tiers and all yep. the kind of dominoes that have to three. fall. So uh, we shall see. So you want the Virginia Tech matchup just because of the storyline
9: with Babcock Absolutely. And- I want to tweet about Whit Babcock. There's two things I like tweeting about the most. Uh, AAC officiating when it's terrible and uh, Virginia Tech uh, can't say the word on the radio, but backing out of that series after the hurricane and, um, and Whip Babcock making me write that story uh, during my Christmas break because he released the he released the news on a Saturday morning on Christmas weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, who does that? So That's the uh, weakest PR move I've ever seen uh, covering sports.
2: I go as a, um, I consider myself a get-along-with-everyone guy, but I do say and, and tweet you things. You ruffle some feathers. That, yeah, I ruffle feathers. You are a a get-along-with-everyone guy, but in a different way. You just kind of. Don't talk to anyone. <laughs>
9: you just, I'm just a hermit.
2: <laughs> nah, you don't ruffle a lot of feathers and Try people people don't ruffle yours for the most part. So you have a very short list of people on your hit list and I guess Wit Babcock, Babcock is on that list. Made
9: the list. <laughs> You're on the list, wit. And if he would have taken Mike Houston, he would have definitely oh, even escalated man. up that list. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a giant f. What did you think about their hire? Not the Pry, but. Uh, he. So I heard Brent Pry's name Sunday when I was. Shannon <laughs> thinks you're the most hilarious. <laughs> no,
2: manager. he doesn't. He thinks the opposite.
3: Hold, please.
2: Uh, thank you, Charlie. I, I just I don't know. I never heard of the guy. Was his name well,
9: out there in the coaching? Sunday world? when I was checking on the, the like to see if there was any Houston legitimacy to the Houston of Virginia Tech stuff. Uh, I talked to a few people in the industry, and the name I heard was Brent Pry. Okay. So, like, I was like, if that's truly who Virginia Tech's honing in on, then like maybe they are legitimately interested in Mike Houston. Because to me, Houston's much more of a proven commodity. But if you look at love that voice. <laughs> if you look at Brent Pry, I mean, he's been with James uh, Franklin, basically through Vandy and Penn State. He's kind of a defensive-minded coach. You know they're, how they're selling it is, you can bring back the old VT, you know, defensive, rough, chip on your shoulder, that type of deal, blue collar style. But to me, like Mike Houston fits all those things too. So, um, but you know, for them, it was going to be tough for their AD, uh, Wit, to what kind of name is Wit anyways? But uh it's going to be tough for Wit to sell to his fan base. You know, a, a coach that had a losing record, which Mike Houston does over three years. Right. It's also tough to sell a coordinator whose name has not really been prominent, and he's never been a head coach. But uh, you know they're trying to justify it. Reading the Virginia Tech site, it almost like, feels you know, like
2: a. And again, I wasn't following coaching searches in 1987. I had just turned uh, six years old, but it does kind of feel like a Beamer move where they went out and got the attractive guy the last cycle in Fuente. And now they bring in a smaller name. What'd you say, defensive? You know, defensive defensive coordinator. I don't know. It may be a return to their roots type of thing. I don't know. I just kind of got that feeling with it.
9: Yeah, time will tell. And I think that's what they're trying to accomplish. And you know, when they hired uh, the basketball coach Young. Oh yeah. He wasn't a very sexy name either, and he's done a really good job there. So. um, Didn't have the buzz of their previous. Yeah. Does stop
2: that was pretty good that was a pretty good one
9: but uh uh, yes
2: Uh, by the way you said something man I don't get upset about a lot of things but you said something and this might be VIP and I'm gonna expose it to everyone that really really upset me Steven not about you but you said where's our friend Buzz Williams now A&M who's his assistant coach Steve Rockerford you said something to the effect of that he watch out for him potentially trying to bring in a current pirate basketball
9: player I mean it's, that's the reality of the situation
2: I know and it upset me so much that I almost deleted Steve Rockerford from my life <laughs> I'm just saying if Tristan Newton goes to a and M, i A&M I'm, I'm burning this place to the ground <laughs> you're burning this place
9: to the ground? Pirate
2: Radio to the ground you're not going to take it out on Steve Rockford. you no. take it on Power Radio. <laughs> yes, I'm burning this place to the
9: ground. Makes perfect sense. Hey, lay
2: off our guys, man. Let us have something. And you know what? This is not like it's going to happen. It was
9: just a little quip. It was just a, <laughs> a very little thing. Somebody asked me, do you think Tristan Newton will be re- recruited by the portal?
2: And you said he like already has been, right? But,
9: yeah, I mean, the, everybody, everybody that's good in basketball gets recruited by the portal. And if he were to hit the portal, you know, the first place that I would predict him to go will be Texas A&M so this is all
2: just like talking yeah this is speculation there's nothing to it at all but it got me so angry when I
9: read that it's just like that's (laughs) that's what we face now yeah like you have to uh, we can't have good players or they'll leave that's basically what it is
2: I'm worried about the Brandon Suggs point outburst the other day. Now he's going to leave. He finally got his
9: scoring average up, and now he's gone. (laughs) All
2: right, let's talk pirate basketball. Things got chippy the last time uh, ODU and ECU met. Uh, There was uh, some chirping, talking, and then you had a
9: bucket by Newton. A bucket. And then there was a timeout called. There was a timeout, and it was the player who, I can't think of his name, he placed the ball in Tristan Newton's chest. It was like a... More or less shoved it in Tristan Newton's chest.
2: Yeah. And Tristan Newton went on to... He was just smiling about it. He is a smiley fella. And uh, went on to have a great close to that game and did his... Talking with his basketball play, uh, but there were several things. Brandon Johnson probably should have got teed up after staring down a guy after an a and one. Which, as a pirate fan, I loved it. I was like, "Yeah, get in his face!" But you probably can't do that <laughs> to the point where Luigi DeBoe went over to him. Do you remember this? And was like, "Calm down, yeah. you can't do that." Uh, you know. So there was a, there was stuff going on, and to play this team so quickly after that, I would expect that. You know before the game now it's probably a different ref crew but are they notified that these teams have already played and that happened so do they talk to the coaches and players before the game i wonder i go i don't know
9: i would think that they have to be smart enough to know the background I yeah. mean, referees know each other they talk so i would think so they should know that they've played already i mean that's it's kind of a given you're playing this another basketball team twice in what a span of two weeks yeah so that should be kind of on the forefront already uh, the interesting thing you bring up, Brandon Johnson, his final two was ECU and Old Dominion. He visited both schools, so he probably knows some of the players ah, on the team and picked ECU. So that could play a role, and they're probably talking crap to him. Hey, should have came here or whatever, and he's like, "No, we're beating you, so I went to the right school."
2: Is that the transcript yeah, from what uh, happened <laughs> during that's
9: the the? Rated G version.
2: Uh, Pirates won by thirteen, wire to wire, a rare wire to wire win. Stephen and even when Old Dominion made a run, I don't think they got within five points in the second half of East Carolina. So
9: yeah, when they got close, EC would answer, and that's what they failed to do against Davidson.
2: Yeah, because uh, double a better, digit halftime lead team, just like against Old Dominion and lost the lead. Uh did not go or follow much of the game. I did uh, was tuned in to hear. The final shot on saturday but uh, look just because you play we know this by now being sports fans in general but especially ecu fans that you play oklahoma to the end and if you're just tuning in for the first time to pirate sports and pirate basketball you're like oh well we got some this year we're gonna blow out teams like coppin state no it doesn't work that way different matchups so the pirates escaped that with a win that's good um, can they beat Old Dominion for a second time this season? I go, they're five and a half point favorites tonight. I expect them to. How about you?
9: Yeah, playing at home, you know, it's always tough to beat a uh, basketball oh, team boy. twice. <laughs> Especially in a span of two weeks. You know what's even tougher to do? What's that? Beat them three times. So when they face off in the uh, NIT, it should be a great matchup. <laughs> How about this, Steven? Steven?
2: uh, Cy Seymour brought up earlier, he said, I don't know if we've ever beat ODU twice in the same season. And we played them all those years. And I looked it up. 1999-2000, East Carolina beat Old Dominion by two in December. uh, And they beat Old Dominion by two in February. Uh, And that was the only instance I could find of all the years. Uh, In fact, they didn't have a lot of wins total uh, against ODU. But they they had
9: never won on the road.
2: Yeah, they have beat them twice in the same season. They have an opportunity to do that again this year, and it happens tonight.
9: Yeah, I think and, the, the, you know, you'll probably get a different look from ODU tonight because their head coach is back. He missed the whole Myrtle Beach Invitational and I think they've won their most recent game and he was back on the sidelines. So, with Jeff Jones back, I think they'll be a more collective unit. Um, and they'll be motivated. Look, I mean, they they played motivated basketball in the second half of that game ECU just made the plays down the stretch so yeah looking forward to seeing what the first few minutes are tonight and if the refs trying or if they have to back off each side or what what transpires there
2: steven uh
9: were you old enough to remember the caa
2: days at all following the team any of that briefly i remember a lot of brent
9: blizzard and uh uncw
2: I was okay with losing to VCU when they joined in or Old Dominion or even Richmond or even George Mason or teams like that. But
9: losing to American. American. That was the only game. uh, uh, (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that. That was the only game I could listen to on the radio and, like, know that ECU had a chance to win on the road. (laughs) It was like every year my dad was like, they're playing American on the road. This might be the one road win of the season. Well, not in 2000
2: because they lost to American on the road by eight and then lost to them by 20 in the CAA tournament. And I remember growing up, and it's the way it was. You all know it. Everybody had followed ACC and National College basketball, so they all had their teams. And then I would root for ECU and an ACC team. But when they would lose to American, like all my friends would laugh and be like, Is that even a school? Like, that's the name of a country. What is American? And they would lose to them and it would be so embarrassing. And you know what? I want American on the schedule again. Bring me Just a Just bring Ma- him into the American. Feed. <laughs> what a natural fit. Feed me American. Uh, for real though, where is American? <laughs> American? Yeah. I, it's uh, either Virginia or D.C. Let's see. American, uh, Washington, D.C. Okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense. American. Uh, it's, just, it's just a building. I don't uh, even think it, it's a real school. It's
9: got to be a private school, right? Yeah. Uh, it is actually private. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So do they just like play in the White House or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: They play. Uh, Notable alumni Goldie Hawn. Mm.
9: Interesting. Who is the best American basketball player of all time? That's what you should ask, like at a sports bar. Say, who's the best American basketball Michael player Jordan. of all time? And this, no, 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 American, <laughs> and just keep going <laughs> until they finally get it.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll wrap it up here. I go to get your brain going a little bit for sports trivia. Was doing some uh, some questions today. Found myself looking at all-time receiving touchdown leaders in college football? Larry Fitzgerald. Do you know if I – because I saw his name and I was like, oh, that guy
9: went to Rice. Do you remember the name? I remember that he caught a big pass against ECU. Uh, they weren't that good, no. but he was good. Gosh, I, I I know who it is. I know. Because I was literally texting about it with my friend the other day.
2: And when I say it, you're going to be like, yeah, I knew that. Um, Are you ready?
9: Is it? Yeah. uh, Dillard. Jarrett Dillard. Jarrett Dillard is correct. Steven's ready to go for Wednesday night. Well done.
2: He is our big wiener. Jarrett Dillard. What a rando. I just remember it was
9: like third and 30 and they filled up to Dillard because ECU needed to win that game to make the conference championship. Oh, yeah. He caught it on the road. And I was so mad. Thursday night game.
2: Just (laughs) did not always say that. It was uh, every
9: game ECU's ever played. Thursday Thursday night night game,
2: game. Under the lights. Uh, Jared uh, Dillard, well done. All right, thanks,
9: Steven. Can't wait for that revenge game against Rice in 2023.
2: We'll see you in Minji's tonight. Are you going to be there?
9: Yeah. All right, see you there. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. More First seats in the house.
2: <laughs> On <Diary> Radio <laughs> Live. We're back with you after this.
0: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit QualityEquip.com to find the location near you now let's head back into Pirate Radio live here is clip
2: Rock. let's take a look at what's going on tonight in the world of spurts ACC Big Ten challenge Florida State I, yeah and I hadn't watched them play so I shouldn't act like I know anything about them but just seeing them as an 11 and a half point dog doesn't sit well with me. Uh, their only loss this year has been on the road at Florida. Uh, they have a narrow win over Tulane, a blowout win over Missouri. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I had to. I know Purdue's a machine this year, but I would take Florida State.
4: I haven't really watched that much college basketball other than ECU basketball this year. <laughs> and really, I, still, I, I just is... haven't made that transition yet. But I did watch the Michigan um, Gonzaga game on Friday night, and man, what a great game that was! duke gonzaga memphis i meant uh duke gonzaga who did i say memphis no you said
2: michigan and then memphis
4: oh well i <laughs> meant duke gonzaga <laughs> okay it,
2: it was, was so good you had four different teams playing yeah. that was a great game that felt like an nba game with hustle Hustle you know hard. you got 82 nba games and they're fun entertaining to watch but uh, guys aren't going a hundred the entire time, and for good reason they wear themselves out. um But in college, you do tend to see the effort there more sustained effort and violence, violence. And that felt like an NBA game with all the scoring going on, with all the superstars on the court. You had it just
4: seemed like a bunch of Brandon Johnsons out there on the, on the
2: floor. <laughs> it was like a team of Brandon Johnsons versus a team of Brandon Suggses. <laughs> Uh, No, that was a great game, and that is why Duke's number one team in the country now, and they take on Ohio State tonight. They are favorites on the road in Columbus, Ohio. What
3: time is that game?
2: That is a late one, Shirley. That is at 9.30.
3: Okay, never mind.
2: (laughs) That one's off the Shirley list. So, uh, yeah, those are a couple games going on tonight. Along with East Carolina and Old Dominion, and once again the pirates five and a half point favorites tonight let's look and see what old dominion has done so far this season they are three and four on the year one of those losses coming to east carolina uh wins over hey longwood remember them uh manhattan and uvw anybody want to take a stab at what uvw is ah virginia wesleyan i feel like east carolina's played them as well at the start of a season So, uh, Or we play UVA-wise. Remember them? What's your favorite... I should have done this with Iga.
4: Or like BMI. What's
2: your favorite random early season East Carolina opponent? Wasn't it Lee College that ECU lost to early in the year? Something I'd never heard of. Did you hear me earlier talking to Cy? Um, uh, NC
4: Wesleyan last year was fun.
2: The Academy of Art beat UC Davis in a basketball game. That's fun. Uh, maybe Igo can try. Okay, Igo's actually tuned in. Oh, those are some good ones. Your favorite random early season ECU basketball opponent? Igo's got limestone and Coker.
4: <laughs> coker that <laughs> Coker. Ah,
3: <laughs> uh, yes. S- I remember coker. Some teams from the old CVAC.
2: Larry Coker. What is the CVAC, Shirley?
3: It used to be the Carolina Virginia's Athletics Conference.
2: did you know that? Because like Barton was in it. Yeah, because
3: Barton was in it. Okay that well they're there i think it's called the carolinas conference now but uh back in the when well, i was
2: limestone when
3: i was back in college it was called the cvac let's
2: see if i can check in and see what coker's old doing lady. this year coker basketball you just
3: called me old lady I,
4: no, I, you're hearing things
2: look i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna do this show over here y'all can handle whatever business y'all got going on over I'm there i'm
3: hearing things you can't remember things You can't remember who Duke played. I can't remember nothing.
2: All right, Coker on the year. Are they the Cobras? That's a pretty sweet logo. Uh,
3: I believe so,
2: yeah. Oh, they got a big one with Catawba tomorrow night, Shirley.
3: See, is Barton still in that? um...
2: I do not see Barton on the schedule. Yeah. I see uh, Catawba, Wingate, Virginia Wise. There you go. Shaw. Uh, so there you go
5: yeah
3: there's been there's been some realignment stuff
2: uh also i go since something i missed earlier before i think this is when you were talking about the michigan uh duke game the other night gonzaga memphis yeah. <laughs> i just said i feel like chandler is a fake character to add to the show <laughs> <laughs>
4: what is that supposed to mean it, it
2: means that you're you're not you're actually playing a character that is the producer of local sports talk radio was that supposed to be funny <laughs> and you're not being your true self
4: oh i'm not my true self no when i go home i'm a completely different person
2: <laughs> you uh you talk use your uh actual home life voice it sounds kind of british like you're <laughs> what do you want for supper <laughs>
5: What do you, you want, want some what?
4: more
2: porridge? It's weird to hear you with that fake southern accent you use during the show all the time.
4: I know. <laughs> I'm ready to go back to it. All right. But I can't wait for my bowl of porridge tonight. Watching Does Mary this Poppins. mean
3: you don't like it and you don't want to oh, do it? Wait, why
4: are you watching Mary Poppins? 'Cause there's a lot of British going on in there. <laughs> and I watch anything
2: with British in it. Julie Andrews is have you ever uh...
4: watched Peaky Blinders? <laughs> That's a great show.
2: Actually I have not. I need to. I'll
4: yeah, try. but uh yeah. Yeah. It, it, but yeah, everything's going Touch, good over here in Pirate. Touchdown Wild. And the hometown team does it.
2: All right, Shirley, let's take our last break. We'll come back and wrap it up on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs & Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting. Signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign & Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Quality equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit... Visit QualityEquip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back to the show. Here's Clip.
2: All righty. Time to wrap it up. Put the pirate flags up. Grab the kids and head to Minji's.
3: Grab your wife. The ma- Malice Hi and there, Minji's. everybody.
2: The Malice and Minji's coming up tonight between the Pirates and the Monarchs. Uh, we will recap that one on Wednesday. We'll have more coaching carousel updates for you and more pirate talk here on pirate radio treasure live chest. and we'll open up the treasure chest for the first time in 2021
3: massive booty in that treasure treasure chest oh, oh yeah. almost, had
2: it, shirley. almost had it almost the had it the booty had you slurring <laughs> <laughs> booty got me slurring <laughs> all right we'll see you wednesday three o'clock shirley Rhodes, jay lani cut i'm cliff yeah Rock. bye
0: so long bye